Live from Sacramento. Live from Sacramento. It's Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. We are live. Happy, happy Friday. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan, alongside our buddy Chris Ooh. Watkins here on Sacktown Sports, 1140 SacktownSports.com. How are we doing today? I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing good. Good. Yeah, yeah. doing How about you, Chris? I'm doing all right. I'm Cr- holding up. Chris Verlot? <laughs> I've been better. Okay. Chris Verlot yeah, is wearing like glasses I'm... today. It's throwing me oh, off. You, you know, someone left uh, uh, the blue whites glasses in yeah. here, and I'm just like, haha, I'll put them on as a joke. I'm like, oh, wow, this is actually kind of nice. They're helpful. Uh, they help yeah, the eyeballs. Okay. Uh, we have a jam packed show for you, of course. Kings and Warriors tonight. Uh, Who the hell's playing? We'll talk about that. We do have to start today's show with an announcement. Mm-hmm. Announcement. So. What a journey. What what a journey. What a journey. So let's just get to the headline. This is going to be our last show on Sackdown Sports 1140 today. This is not an April Fool's this joke. No. We are past April Fool's. Um, and this is our decision 100 billion percent. Let's just take you through this process together. Come on with us. Join us. <laughs> come on, come here for this journey. So... Months and months ago, when we were approached to come back and do a show here, a little bit hesitant. Uh, we had a past here. You know, it took us some time. And then we got to a point where, like, you know what? We're going to take on this challenge. We knew it was going to be challenging and take on a, a lot of our time. We got a lot of different things going on. But let's do it. Yeah. And everyone here has been awesome. Well, and just to keep going, elaborating off the start sure, of that take the journey too. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Just to elaborate, it's like you said, it was it was this this different relationship that we had from the start. So to be able to rebuild that relationship and take this journey on was like really cool. We're like, okay, this could be a full circle thing. It was, and you know, I started here long, long, long ago when I was sixteen years old. Left, came back. Then got fired and then came back this time, and it was totally a full circle moment. And it was exciting to be a part of what Sacktown Sports is building here, which is live and local, 6A to 6P, digital presence. It excited us. And so we came here, we started doing the show, and you know, two weeks in, we realized, oh my God, mm. this is a lot we just added to our plate, running a business on the side with the podcast, mm-hmm. doing TV work, doing stuff on the King's Radio broadcast, like spread completely thin. And I know some people think maybe you just turn on the mics and talk and go and go and go. Nope. There's a lot of prep uh, that goes into it. There's booking guests. There's all this stuff. We reached a point, and I'm sure for those who have listened to us every day since we've been back here, where we were like, Oh my God, like I am mentally drained. My brain is not working. I am not working out. I'm not healthy. I can't, I can't keep doing this. And we both agreed, hey, sometimes you don't know your limit until you reach it. We reached our limit and we made the tough decision that we can't keep doing this show. Uh, we made this decision a few weeks back and we weren't going to like drag it out for weeks. So th- today, Last show. And, you know, it's it's one of those things just to kind of go off of what Deuce was saying, too. We weren't we didn't feel like we were being great at anything within our jobs. And we felt like maybe we were letting people down here when we had to be off because this is 
it's like a team sport, right? You 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 never want to be like, oh, well, I have to take off that day. I have to take off that day because then everyone has to shift. And those things were starting to happen. We didn't want to let anyone down, but we also wanted to be great at anything that we did. And um, now we'll have more time to focus and be great at the things that we've already had on our plate. But um, but yeah, this whole thing has been just about really our time, our mental space, yeah, yeah. and when you start becoming cynical too and just like not appreciating everything because you're loading so much in your brain, it was like making this decision was so difficult, but my God, Deuce, how lucky are we that in this industry, we are ending on not only great terms, you guys will still hear us on uh, Sacktown Sports because we will still be dropping on by and everything with these guys, but it just doesn't happen often, and no. we're just so thankful for this journey, this full circle moment, and thank you guys for being along with us. Yeah, and it's also something you know that is difficult to make because you know you came back here in January. It's April. It hasn't been that long, but when you know, you know. And the best part about this whole thing has been the fact that we have rebuilt a relationship with some people here that we didn't have a relationship with anymore. At one point. And so this station has been nothing but supportive when we were going through some of the tough times early on, trying to navigate through this. And like Morgan said, it is so rare to leave on a good note with a place, but this is it's we're leaving on a great note and it's everything's good. We just know we can't commit to doing this at the levels we want to and live a healthy lifestyle you got to have some balance in life, and that's what we had to do. And now one of the greatest things that came out of this, too, was um, really getting to connect with some of the people here. Obviously, Chris Verlaud, we've known over the years, but being able to really connect with Chris Watkins and, like, Frankie. and I mean, the list goes on, so I'm not going to just name everyone. I'm just naming the people that we've obviously have done things with weekly. And um, thank you for making this time awesome for us too, Chris, because you, you've been a part of it. And I'm just so glad that you've been able to have a bigger role here and um, just always trying to learn and experience everything that you want to do in this business as well. And it's all about empowering the next generation. And so I'm just so glad that like, you're going to continue on this path. I mean, I pre- first off, this is a tough way to be learning that you guys are leaving. And to them, let me know beforehand. And He's now I'm just lying. sitting here He's and I'm lying. like, geez, I guess I don't have another spot. That was sort of how I found out about it. Yeah, geez. It's like, I, they, yeah. hey, Chris, we're quitting. Let's go on. I'm yeah, the uh, we got to go on. Jeez. Um, uh, yeah, no, but I mean, you guys have been great since the day, even since before you guys stepped in here. You guys have helped me through my journey from, again, before you guys were even in the building. You guys have been great. You guys have been so great for this building, for this station. I mean, I, I can go on and on, but I, I'm honestly and truthfully really happy for both of you that Thanks. you made this decision. We've been talking a lot about just everything that goes on to making these shows happen it's a lot of work and I, you know, we would come in every single day. I would ask you guys, how are you doing? It'll be some variation of dead, tired, have yeah. no energy. And I hated saying do that it. because at the end of the day, you're here talking sports and hanging out. Doing for three something hours. you love. Right. And that's where you went. You have to check yourself. And it got to a point, man, where you're like, Oh my God. Okay. I was up until, you know, one in the morning, two o'clock finishing podcast yeah. up, waking up at six to prep for the show. Oh, I got a Kings game tonight. And you're realizing, Wow, I'm not spending time doing anything, anything. but this. <laughs> yeah. 
and I'm not doing anything at the level that I expect from myself, right. what Morgan expects from herself. And it's not an easy decision. It's really not. No, you know, there's you, no way. At, at some point, you, you feel bad. You're, oh, I'm leaving people hanging. But that's why we've been nothing but honest with people here. Yep. That's why we're being honest with you. There's no ill will. There's nothing. I mean, honestly, I, I'm a little bummed because the new boss here, Brian, <laughs> is probably great. He is no. one of the greatest guys I've ever met. I'm like, yeah. where was this guy in this business? I know. You know, the last decade because he could have helped this place sooner, mm-hmm. but he is going to help lead this place in a great direction. Um, you, people like yourself, Stop Frankie, it. Simone. I mean, we're talking about young people, new voices, right. and I, I'm excited for that. And like like Morgan said, we're still going to be around. I'll be dropping in during the playoffs. Yeah. I, I know you better. I will. I will for sure. Morgan, Morgan. you know her schedule's a little different, than <laughs> no. mine. but we'll we'll definitely drop in. And <laughs> we're still. It's not like you. It's you're dead to us yeah. now. It's it's all good, man. Well, and you guys, you guys know when we first came in here, that was our number one thing was. Rate it's evolving radio, right? Yeah. And it was all about not hating another station, not hating other other podcasts or competition. It was about embracing it. It was about letting it light a little fire under your tush. It was about collaborating and being the best that you can be yeah. in this community. And that's why I think that's been able to be be our our messaging throughout this time, even as soon as we told them like this is too much. We yeah. can't do this. They were so supportive and accepting of it. It that it's this whole experience of yeah now even after we leave we're gonna have this relationship this was the best decision that we ever made to take this Mm -hmm. job and to also leave this job yeah Yeah. and it's um i feel like a weight's been lifted a little bit too just from um, and it 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 was just doing everything but this has been a great time i mean just thinking about where the kings are at huh Thinking about oh. they're getting ready for the playoffs, and we've been here to you know chronicle it with you and yeah. others. It's it's been a fun time, man. It's been a fun time. It's it's definitely bittersweet, but you know. So who's going to start singing P songs during the breaks? I I, the... I think that probably moves on, Morgan. That's no! over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. They, they're not going to keep doing the same stuff, yeah. you know. Oh, really? Yeah. No. They're not hiring like a a Bruce and. <laughs> Okay. And, and, Lowe. and Bruce and Lowe, yeah. Bruce and Lowe. Yeah. nobody else is going to be taking six to seven pee breaks. That's show. also true. That's I don't take. I take like two. Oh, it's, two to three. I mean, I have a lot minimum. of songs. You know that were made there up. There are a lot of songs. Which kind well, of today we're, we're going to go over every great moment that has happened the last two and a half months. Mm-hmm. That's all we're going to do just today. Kidding. I'm like, what? I was we like, wait, what has even gone on? Oh, Ironically, dude. I have been setting up like a best of yeah. compilation that I've been Ooh. doing. Maybe for the since you guys, spending a lot since of you guys time started, yeah. I didn't think I'd be playing it this early. But... <laughs> yeah. He did know that it was coming at some point. Yeah. He was like, I better start. It's going to be hard to dig into the archives. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Oh, Ironically... I have been the person on this show that has been on the most shows. <laughs> wow. Yeah, for sure, right. In this time slot, yeah, sure. Yeah. You deserve a plaque. Chris is staying. For what yeah, I'll still be here. Yeah, Chris will, Chris will still be here. Yeah. Well, hey, let's take a break for 60 yeah. seconds. Do, do you have any other final thoughts? Did we miss anything? I, I, no. We didn't exactly plan this out. We just want to yeah. say we're leaving. Yeah. <laughs> it's over. 
It's, it's a, all over. No. As Morgan just said a, a few minutes ago to the boss, yeah, it's a good breakup though. Like everyone's happy. I did say that. I yeah, think it's. I was like, it's is. not I mean, a breakup though. And I'm, yeah. cool. I'm the kid that has to now go oh, between both. Parents. Oh God! Oh, and gosh. he and he has to find new talent. You know, I know. Okay, so it's Chris a, is the orphan. Oh God! Okay, well, you know what? Well, we're still here, honey. At we're least I get here. two Christmases. Oh, hey, God. true, two very Christmases. true. Two Thanksgivings. Uh, no, Deuce. I think um, you know, I think today. Just like always, you guys, we still want to talk Kings. We still want to talk sports. Um, we'll definitely be sprinkling. If you guys if you guys want to share your best moments within <laughs> yeah. these last two mm-hmm. months, um, please share them on the chat. The and moment you- where Morgan complained about like her skin breakout or oh not sleeping. Or, I just, it's a lot, Mo's Minute. Oh, you know. let's talk about Deuce's complaints. How many times has it? Deuce yelled at commenters? Thank you. <laughs> not that many. It's been In a handful. Two months? It's been a it's handful. Been yeah, enough, it's, bro. it's not been two double months. digits. We're talking about. Double. I almost yelled at one today. I almost yelled at one today. This guy in the chat was like, "You don't just quit a job after two months." Well, no, and that, I and mean, then he backtracked. You don't, but they yeah. did. Yeah, no, you you do when your your yeah. mental health and everything is on the line. Yeah. But um, but yeah, no, I like I said, we'll be sprinkling this in yeah. throughout the day with you guys. If you guys have any questions or comments about it, um, we also have Brendan and uh, Brendan Nunez and Frankie Cardicelli joining us within the twelve o'clock hour. They're going to King Shoot Around, so like we'll have fun with them again. And then obviously the last hour will be the Remember Hour. Yeah, I'm sure. Oh, you can okay. you can come you can totally hang, hang out the whole day. I don't care. Yeah. Sorry, bosses. I'm not doing anything. <laughs> we can't today. get fired <laughs> now. That's true, right? I wish <laughs> y'all would. All right, we need to take a 60 second break on the radio side. We'll be back in 60 seconds and we'll talk some Kings Warriors. It's gonna be a weird game. This is Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140 and com. Mason Morgan Reagan hanging out with Chris Watkins. Kings and Warriors tonight. I can't keep up with everything that's happening in the NBA right now because now Dallas has just waved the white flag on their season. Yeah. They could have done that last game for Sacramento. Would've Thanks. Been nice. Yeah. Appreciate it. So they're sitting there, guys. It sounds like they're fine with not making the playoffs. They would have had to win out and hope OKC lost to get into the play in. Then we're just learning that Durant is not playing tonight against the Lakers with the four seed clinched and priority on postseason health. The Suns are planning on sitting their four core stars, Durant Booker, CP3, and DeAndre Ayton against the Lakers on the second night of a back-to-back. And we look at this Kings-Warriors game tonight. Chris and I were spending so much time talking about, like, I know. this is a first-round <laughs> preview. You get some stuff on tape. This is going to be good. And it now might. might. Oh, yeah, I can't wait to see how, hey, maybe Keon Ellis is a secret weapon to slow down Steph. <laughs> Be nice. I'm not being mean. I'm I just... know, but my, I, it, you're right. It's not the most exciting for how we wanted to see it be an actual test, right? Yeah, just to let people know who don't know. Yeah. Kings Warriors tonight. Uh, the Kings Injury Report features De'Aaron Fox, Demonis Sabonis, Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray, Davion Mitchell, Trey Lyles, Malik Monk, Questionable. And then, of course, Matthew Del Vadova out. So the only starter that is not on the injury report right now is Harrison Barnes, who probably just wants to play every game this exactly. season. I think he started every single game this season, yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I... Iron Man. Does this kill you? 
it really it hurts. I, I okay. today could have been really I mean, and it's again, it still might be like I don't know how the Kings are gonna possibly try and figure out with the Memphis starting at five. Like they'll yeah. they'll kind of already be in warm up time by the time like you I don't I don't know how they're gonna play it out. But yeah, I mean if if the if the, all the main guys don't go today, it's it's a huge disappointment. I mean, just from a fan perspective of you wanted to see what this even a semblance of what this could have looked like. And I think it would have just been a good ramp up game. Sure. We're talking about the Kings getting tape. You also don't want to get the Warriors some tape on what you guys may look like. So there's, you know, a little yeah. bit of gamesmanship there, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's just a missed opportunity on what could have been a really, really fun night. I heard Kevin Herter this morning. Uh, he was talking about the injury report. Yeah. Uh, here's what he had to say with a smirk on his face. Yeah, we will. Um, I think we're we're game time decision. A lot of us have some things we're dealing with, been dealing with. You know, yeah. after that tough back to bad back to back on the road. Uh, you know, tough flight, a little bumpier than usual. I think yeah. you know, jarred a couple body parts different ways, and uh, so I, we'll we'll see. I think there's a couple of us that are game time for for tomorrow. Okay, again, Morgan, I said he said it with a smirk. He was joking about the plane ride. His whole point is they're all questionable. Morgan's over there like, what? Okay, you know what's funny? I bet, I bet, like, he's throwing that out there. But I bet, I bet, because I've seen it more and more this year, you guys. Weather is <laughs> oh, extreme, and oh, you've boy. seen more and more planes not necessarily go down, but Okay. They're, they're dealing Stop with it. some I, terrible actually, turbulence. Actually, you are not wrong at all. Thank I was, you. One of my stories, it's not in this story time, but I was looking at, and it's they're saying that it's getting rougher and rougher. It's this thing called clear turbulence where you can't really plan for it and you can't really see. And they're saying that in the next 10, 20 years, like 15, 30% turbulence is going to be worse. Nope, not flying. Okay, just to be clear, yep. Kevin Herter said with a smirk on his <laughs> face. So I, I, I'm interested to see what the Kings do tonight. Some are making the case that they're waiting to see what Memphis Mm -hmm. does. Because if Memphis loses tonight to Milwaukee and the Kings win, the Kings would be a game back headed into the final game of the season. But uh, Milwaukee's not playing Giannis, Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, Pat Connaughton, Drew Holiday, or Grayson Allen. Did I mention Brooke Lopez? There's six guys there. So in all likelihood, you're going to see Keon Ellis, P.J. Dozier, (laughs) Namias Kata. Hey. You know, it would be a shame if the Kings lost tonight because oh. that would mean that the Lakers would still be in the play-in and wouldn't have a chance to make the playoffs. Mm. I can't keep up with the scenarios, to be yeah, honest. I mean, I saw the NBA put out a thing today, and the the reality is when you look at um, the potential opponents for the Kings, if, they, if it stayed 3-6, their potential opponents for the first round include Golden State, the Clippers, the Lakers, New Orleans, and Minnesota. That's with two games left. What do you say? <laughs> it's crazy. It's abs- it's it's just nuts. I wonder too. So if Davion and De'Aaron are both out tonight, Delhi's also out. Dude, I know. Who is backup? Who is who is starting uh, point think, guard? Who is backup? Keon is, Ellis. Yeah, I think Keon is Malik, gets some run. Is Malik yeah. maybe well, starting Malik, point guard? Well, Malik, he's on the he's list too, right? Too. Yeah. He's on the list. He's on the list. <laughs> How many players does that HB even leave? Play, is so that can... is that like legitimately six players <laughs> yeah. on the roster at that point? I mean, if you take. Seven guys out of the rotation. We're talking Terrence Davis. We're talking Rashawn Holmes, Alex Len. I want Trey. No, no, Trey is even Doesn't on the. Does this really list. prove your point, Deuce? That there are too many games in the NBA. Too too many. <laughs> Should there be eighty uh, games? No, because I mean, if if there were sixty games, right? If it was decided, they would still sit out a couple of guys. I think the Kings are like this. We're probably staying at three, 
and we're not going to risk anything. Mm -hmm. We are not going to risk an injury, which, by the way, I always love that. We're not going to risk injury, but, hey, Kessler Edwards, go out there and play 40. (laughs) Your body's not used to playing 40, but go get hurt out there. We can can afford to lose. I mean, it's kind of messed up in a way. It totally is. Playing favorites. The whole – you guys, it's one of those things, too. It's just – it's so strange to me. We kind of mentioned this the other day how, like, you can get – you can get hurt, you know, rolling out of bed, right? Anything. You can get hurt too if you, if your body, if you're not, if you're not keeping it at the it. same level, right. right? And it's all those little things. I'm just like, I don't understand it, but I do because then the optics yeah. also look bad on a coach, on an organization. Why weren't you sitting that guy? Yeah. Why weren't you? So I get that too. Yeah, there's, so, all, I mean, yeah, they're also they're taking the week off anyway, so I guess yeah. you're gonna be mm. rusty. Reg- Regardless, I guess, if you want to. So the Kings would, if if the injury report held up, they would have nine players tonight. Would feature Harrison Barnes, Terrence Davis, PJ Dozier, Kessler Edwards, Keon Ellis, who's the rookie on a two way deal, Rashawn Holmes, Alex Len, Chemeze Metu, Namias Keda. There's a lot of a lot of size. You have four (laughs) centers. Oh, give me Chemeze Metu running the point tonight. No, we might. I mean, no, we seriously don't might, you we, dare not with that. that specifically, but we might see some crazy stuff tonight. I, I'm, There's like no other option. I mean, you might see excited. an Alex Len, Rashawn Holmes, Namias Kata at the three. <laughs> Just all big. <laughs> yeah. We're going with the big lineup. People no. have said all season long, Kings aren't big. They don't have length. They don't have rim protection. How about this? Prove them wrong. How you like that? Try and score at the rim, Draymond. Dude. <laughs> I... It's going to be a weird night. Do you feel bad for fans who purchase tickets yes. tonight? Because oh my the gosh. ticket prices on the secondary market for tonight Ele- yeah. are they were wild. I think that they've gone down since. Well, I would hope so. I, I think hope. today you, you actually get paid only- to go to the game. Like, they, <laughs> yeah, come in at ten bucks, we'll yeah. get you in. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're a Warriors fan, you paid. You still get to see your guys. Yeah, I think if you're a Kings fan, and that's what sucks about the end of the season in the NBA, right? Is you just can't predict this stuff. You know, if your team's out of it, get ready for tank, tank, tank. They're playing nobody. And if your team's got a spot clinched, or in it, they're probably not going to play anyone. Yet, this is the most expensive game of the season for the Kings. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. just, it's yeah. bad. Yeah. That, Backwards. It, yeah, it just, they got to do a better job. I I understand it. And maybe, maybe as a fan, maybe it's just like you don't take that risk on a game late in the season. That can definitely be it, too. Because, like, NFL, you know, sometimes teams will clinch like a month early. Mm-hmm. And like I think the Eagles sat sat Jalen Hurts the last three weeks of the season. Yeah. You can't like are you I'm gonna not paying like, for, yeah, like yeah. are you gonna I don't there's nothing especially with like the last like you just said, Deuce, like there could be sixty games and they would just rest games fifty eight, fifty nine and six like there's nothing I don't think you can avoid this kind of situation in terms of like resting. It's more just kind of on a team to team basis being like the Kings definitely could have just like we were talking about yesterday, they could have viewed tonight as, hey, let's just Let's just compete tonight for the sake of competing and and for you know getting a ramp up game. But you know, unfortunately, greater minds prevail, and the smarter thing is probably happening tonight. Well, we gotta take a break. We stay live at YouTube.com/slash/SacktownSports. Why can't Sacktown Sports? Doesn't matter anymore. Fire him. That's why I'm just just totally slurring everything because who cares, right? What's in this coffee? Uh, (laughs) uh, We always stay live. YouTube.com/slash. Sacktown Sports 1140. We're going to talk what Charles Barkley had to say about the Kings last night on Sacktown Sports 1140. 
is Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. Sacktown Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan, alongside Chris Watkins, hanging out here on Friday. Shout out to Charles Barkley. Oh. Say it with your chest, man. People want to get on Chuck, act like, oh, ev- that's my thing with people in Charles Barkley. They act like every time he says guaranteed, it's a jinx. We never remember the times he's right. And I, I could relate to this because I get crap all the time for making predictions. And so I commend Charles Barkley for what he said last night on TNT. The Sacramento Kings are going to win a playoff series. Guaranteed. I mean, if you're the number three seed. Or no, no, no. no. They're they going to be playing the Warriors or the Lakers. That was, okay. That's a tough first round series. Okay. They're they, they going to win a so series. Okay. That's wow. such a Double dumb call- thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> Double calling a shot there, saying they're going to win the first round series and it'll be against the Warriors and, and or Lakers. Kenny Snyder, they're the number three seed. They oh, yeah. It's a, it's a typical Western conference, Kenny. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that point is so lazy, right? Like, they've earned the number three seed. They didn't limp to the number three seed. Other teams weren't just doing crappy for them to get to the number three seed. They have earned and played some good basketball to get to the number three seed. And I think that maybe Charles is either he's watching or someone is telling him that that is what's going <laughs> on. It's the second one. Okay. So someone's telling him that's what's going on with the Sacramento Kings and that, you know, he could probably, uh, an entire fan base will cheer him on just for saying something like that, which is true too. Um, but either way, it's not, it's, it's not crazy to say. And I think that's what irritates me when someone like Kenny is like, oh, like, come on, please. So you're fine with the, the the Chuck guaranteed. A lot of Kings fans are like, oh, great, we're jinxed. You believe in jinxes, so I don't know if they're guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty surprised too. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't bother me at all. It's Charles Barkley, and I mean, when he Deuce and Deuce can do whatever too, you guys. Deuce can do his thing. He can knock on wood. He can throw out his jinxes, say what he needs to say. I just know for me because I have a closer relationship with Deuce. It's like right there. Charles Barkley is far away, far, far, far away. I'm not gonna. So you're see. saying he can't jinx it because he's not close enough. I'm to the situation? I'm not saying anyone can or cannot jinx it, but if you or Chris Watkins or Chris Verlod or Frankie was in here right now saying that crap. I'd be like, slow it down. Slow it down. I'm putting the poll question up on the YouTube page right now. <laughs> did did Barkley jinx the Kings? Yes or no? Stop it. How do you feel? No, he didn't jinx the Kings. I don't think okay. anything anybody says about anything is determined of uh, of what it will actually happen. What about De- when Deuce says something, though? It does give me a little bit more confidence when Deuce says it. I will lie. I, I, you like, know, he's, he's pretty sell- – no, he's, he's good at selling it. Sometimes luck, when dude. Deuce is, like, very passionate about, like, yeah, like the Kings, I'm like, this guy's on to something. Look, what I tell you about Minnesota? Oh, my God. You have been down on Cat. what I tell you? You said that they are a better team without Carl Anthony Towns. And I've noted now the Warriors don't – Mark it down on our final show here on Sacktown oh, Sports Eleven Forty. Okay, Warriors are scary. Don't let I, everyone citing their road record. Don't be the people that cites a road record. It's not the same team. I'm with you. I'm with you. And it's okay to fear any of these teams that are, are going to land in that six spot, especially if the Kings end up in that. <laughs> most likely are going to end up in that uh, three spot. But um, but at the same time, yeah, like you got to look at every single team. Yeah. In 
how they will be capable to turn it on to the next level. Yeah. And we haven't seen – this is – here's a good point. We haven't seen this Kings team ever turn it on to that next level in yeah. a postseason, so that's why it's like the unknown. And we don't need to fear the unknown. Yeah. We don't have to doubt the unknown. It's just about we're trying to analyze mm-hmm. the unknown. And I love this. We'll talk more Kings coming up. I just want something else Charles Barkley, they put out on TNT last night. Uh, he They played a – podcast uh, clip from his podcast with Ernie Johnson. Steam I don't room. think you've heard this. The right. Steam Room. Okay. I just want to get your uh, reaction to it. So listen okay. to Charles' story. Beer's call number one. Hi, Sir Charles. If you drop soap on the floor, is the soap dirty or is the floor clean? <laughs> I think soap is always clean. What if you drop a bar of soap into a sandbox? See, now you're just making up stuff. You know I travel with my own soap. You knew that, didn't you? No. I travel with a big bar of soap. I, I love soap. Why? Are you afraid it's not going to be in the hotel? They started Is there a, a reason yes, they started, dermatologically that you need a, no, sp- a specific soap? Because these hotels started being cheap. Those bars ain't big enough. Because I almost had a couple accidents with the soap in hotels. Uh, <laughs> no. In what way? Well, no. when I was washing a part of my body, no. I almost had a little incident. No. What the heck are you talking I almost had a little incident with those lip bars of soap. <laughs> almost lose it? I almost lost it. And I was like, whoa, that was too close for comfort. So now I travel with my own big bars of soap. Oh, my God. Deuce Deuce and Charles Barkley are definitely way too much more alike than I thought. Not that you have that story, but it's just something something weird that you would probably share with everyone on a podcast. What's, what's weird is, like, just listening to the audio, it almost is like those things on, like, Twitter and that, those AI conversations when they have like biden or like obama saying something it sounds like that type of back and forth Uh, with each other (laughs) not even real the the, the soaps aren't that they're not that small Uh, charles barkley's a big guy he is a big guy but like his butt's that big yes if your butt's that big does that mean everything's bigger though yeah yes and you know what we're talking about really no i would think so Let's look that up. No, no, no I'll no, look it up whoa. at the break. Actually, probably today is the day you can look it up. Yeah. Um, before we continue on, let's uh, go to the phones. Let's check in with uh, Justin. You can hit us up at 916-339-1140. What's up, Justin? Hello. How are you all doing today on uh, game uh, 81 of the season? 80, can you believe whoa. that? 81. 81 of how many more do we have after tonight? We've got uh, half a baseball season. 18 left? 18 left, yeah. There you go. Light the beam. Um, I just wanted to... I have a hot take on, say, hypothetically, we play the Warriors, right? Yeah. Everybody's worried about the Warriors fans all in Golden 1 Center, right? Yeah. Okay, so I went on Ticketmaster today. Cheapest resale for lower level at Golden 1 Center right now is about $750. Wow. Cheapest resale for the Chase Center, lower level, is about $370. Yeah. So... Do I dare to say that we're actually outpricing Warrior fans to where they're not going to make the trip? They'd rather save money, watch them lose at home versus driving up here and watching them lose at Golden One Center. What do you think? I mean, that's an interesting take. I, I think I presented that yesterday yeah. that if you can't afford yeah. the resale value of Kings tickets for Golden One Center, just go down to Chase because it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. So Kings fans could take over down there. That's how I looked at it. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know. I mean, obviously there's a the bandwagon Warrior fans up here, but. I feel. I still feel like at first I was a little worried. I checked the ticket prices, so now I'm a little more confident. 
that the Kings fans will uh, outrule the Golden yeah. State Warrior fans. And it's... also, I know yesterday you were talking about the business people, everybody buying the tickets. I still think that arena is going to be rocking, whether you're so. spending all your money, your rent money to, to go to the game, or whether you're spending your lunch money to go to the game as a rich person. I, I feel like that arena is going to be rocking. We'll hear the Warriors fans, but I bet you it's going to be about 80 to 20% would be my guess. So, oh, all right. I... My... Oops, sorry. I mean to cut you off. Yeah, not a not not a hot take. No, I mean I yeah I think it could turn off some Warriors fans, I guess, mm-hmm. because usually that you make the trip trip because it's cheaper. Right. But I mean, yeah, let's true. let's. Be- we had a caller on Chris's show say that he's doing the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He Wait, got the tickets from that's going down the chase instead. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's a good move. It's not. It's, I think yeah, it's a great move. Yeah. No, I do. Plus, it then does the inverse of. We're now populating their building. Ooh, Take wait. over Chase, baby. Let's do it. Yeah, I want to do that, even though I'll be working. Yeah, I want to do that. Uh, <laughs> and will do it. Let's squeeze in one more. Let's check in with Drew. What's up, Drew? Hey, what's going on, guys? How you doing today? Good. Hey. How are you, man? Hey, Matt. I just uh, wanted to call in real quick and kind of toot your guys' horn for you just because, I mean... Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised that you were able to take on a daily show, a daily radio show on top of everything you guys do between Stockton and NBC Sports and everything. And, I mean, I'll kind of, like, out myself as a casual. I found you guys during, like, I guess around COVID, like, lockdown times. Like, not, that's I that's never one of the OGs. To, You're an OG then. I never got to experience, like, a Deuce and Mo like, Third, radio show. Okay, okay. So, okay. So it was really cool the past few months having you guys and, like, having, like, so much cool Kings content. So I just wanted to like give you guys your flowers and tell you you guys are extremely appreciated in the Sacramento community and like, you know, whatever you guys do next, you know, growing the podcast and all that stuff, you know, you know, everyone's going to be along for the ride. So dude, Aww, appreciate dude. that, man. Appreciate your Thank support. Thank you. Thank you're, you. You're what, what, what a gem. What a gem and a half. No, that's too, too freaking kind. Yeah, and if you want to keep tooting our horn, we'll feel take free. it. You yeah, can yeah, 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 more. It. Yeah, more. Let's, 916-339-1140 if you want to just give us love. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, we got a break. We're late. We'll come back. We'll talk hey. some more hoops. Deuce and Mo on Sackdown Sports, 1140 and com. and local. It's Deuce and Mo. Watch the show now on YouTube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. Or listen for free on the Sacktown Sports app. You ever just think of something and laugh? I don't know, right before yeah, we were time. coming back, yeah, I started I like... laughing because I was picturing Charles Barkley in the shower losing soap. And it's just like, oh. that, that story is unbelievable. And look at that. You know? That. Whoa. What? Yeah, uh, what's the answer? So... Well, it says it's weird. Oh, How oh. big can a human butthole? Okay. 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 Wow. Okay. Definitely okay. have to bleep out that I second mean, part. Yeah, I'm not saying it all, but I'm. <laughs> Charles Barkley's the one talking about soap being lost. So how do you know that it was there? It could have been in a fold. There, he said, lost, gone, in a fold. Mm. It could be mm. like under his stomach or something. I guess. No, because no, you're, no, no, no. you're gonna find it though. <laughs> you're gonna find it. I mean, you should be able to find it anyway. Also, like. <laughs> I, there, I have a lot of questions. I have, I have so many questions. Like, Why don't you ask one of them right like, now? Ask one of them. I mean, how does he lose it if he's controlling the soap? If that makes it's so sense. It's slippery, like, man. I, I guess. Bars and he is saying it's gross. Soap, also, he you know? is like. Yeah, who uses a bar six, of soap eight. anymore? Wait, I, that's all, yeah. Bring I a use, loofah or something. Do you? Yeah, I use a bar of soap because it's, it doesn't waste as much plastic because it comes in cardboard. And so then I have like a silicone 
uh, thing that like scr- that you scrub oh, yeah, it on, yeah. so yeah. then you can like I don't use like a rag, yeah. but like yeah. Da, da, da. Back in the nineties, like if I if I went into <laughs> the the bathroom at my house and there's like of course there's like eighteen people who live in a house yeah. with like one bar of soap and yeah. it's like why is there hair all over the, you know like ew, this is ew. gross it's like I guess I'm not using soap today you know what I mean ew. like I'm not using it's gross I never I never would share a bar of soap no so it's like Barkley also like uh, I know some people will like wear a, a white t-shirt once and then throw it out like is he like a one one soap because his complaint was about the size of yeah, the yeah. soap he said he like had a big bar well that's what I'm saying so like as you use the soap it obviously gets smaller at yeah. what point is it Oh, too, is it too like, small. Yeah, like is it after a couple years? Yeah, I have a question. I also don't want to know. Yeah, I don't question. want to know the, the answer. The rich people wasting a white shirt. Yeah, like, 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 why do you? Our world, bro, because oh. you got to stay fresh at like, all times. No, I get that, but it really, <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> the amount of clothes that is just thrown away into yeah. our landfills. Mm. Mm. I don't need to get into that. Mm-mm. The one oh, that man. saves plastic. That's for Monday show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, Deuce Mason. I was trying to think of what else I had here on on Sir Charles's. Yeah, I don't know if I have anything hygiene. else on Barkley. I do have something on Draymond Green though. What? Well, Draymond Green was uh, upset a bit. He th- this new CBA's come out right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's starting to leak out some of the details, and one of the details is that there's going to be a minimum of 65 games played yeah. to qualify for the All-NBA team. And Draymond said, I can't appreciate this, and everyone will appreciate this until you get bums on the All-NBA team winning awards. And I was looking at it this morning. The list of guys who have not played 65 games that would be deserving of All-NBA, yeah, you would have some players that probably don't belong on so you have to weigh the importance of what matters more that 65 game mark mm-hmm. i feel like that mark seems a little high for today's game it's Ooh. definitely a lot right i mean that's three fourths of the season if i'm not mistaken something like that like it does feel i mean is is 60 the right number though like no. what what is, is there really a right go, number? buckle up what's she what's her hot take Ooh. here guys our standards have been lowered They've been so sure. lowered by Across what this day and age in this NBA. And now, and not to give, not to take away how the game has evolved. It's faster. It, people are stronger. People are going to get hurt. Things are going to happen. But at the same time, there's also, there's, we got to admit this a little bit. You, you, there's certain injuries and things and tweaks that people used to play through and i know like we can go to science and and everything which i absolutely believe in <laughs> science and, uh, science. Nah, science and, and medical facts no and and you know what i mean I'm though and it's like hell. there's just things there's just things that i think guys don't have to push through today yeah. because there's no not there's no incentive there's nothing pushing them and i just hope maybe something like this could be that incentive well out of the top 10 players in scoring only half would qualify under those rules mm. for the All NBA team. Embiid would qualify. He's played sixty six games. How about Hell that? Yeah. Joel Embiid is one of the healthy ones. Luca would qualify. Wow, at yeah. sixty five games. Ooh. Dame Lillard fifty eight would not qualify. SGA would qualify at sixty eight. Giannis would not qualify for an All NBA team. He's played sixty three games. Will that be sixty five by the end of the season? He's back, not playing tonight. Oh, back right. to uh, Dame. If they had that in place, do you think the team would shut them down still? No, and maybe not. Yeah. And maybe that's what it changes right, for exactly. next year. Of course, this does not apply to this year, but just using the, this year's numbers. Yeah. Um, 
Tatum would qualify. He's played 73. Curry would not. He's been banged up 54. Durant, same thing, 47. LeBron, 53. Donovan Mitchell would qualify 68. But then you like expand it into the top 20 scores. Yeah, it's not a lot more. I mean, Booker would not qualify. Kyrie would not qualify. John Morant would not qualify. Anthony Davis would not qualify. Obviously, Zion, Lowry Markinen, uh would. De'Aaron Fox would. Randall would. And that's the top 20. So that's half of the top 20, pretty much, that wouldn't qualify. Right. Well. So 65. I mean, and that just brings yeah. the quality down all the way, just kind of to Draymond's point. I mean. It takes it, away from what the yeah. All-NBA award should be. Yeah. But it's, I think, to Morgan's point, like, okay, like, start playing more games. And it yeah. sucks when there's legit injuries. Like, Steph, yeah. LeBron, AD, these guys have been really injured. But for those who are taking off games a ton, mm-hmm. well, sorry, you don't get to qualify. And maybe that's why the quality of the game, everything w- needs to be changed. We've talked about this year after yeah. year that to be less games. So why can't there be 78 games yeah. or, you know, 75? Whatever, what, yeah. yeah, whatever it may be. So then even that, like, number lowers a little bit. Right. So it just seems like it's more doable for these guys. Yeah, because I wonder if, like, we even get to a point where, okay, what if – Giannis would Giannis suit up for two minutes today just kind of like he did in the all-star game where he suits up starts checks out the the first whistle is that any better than him not playing at all is is, isn't it in some kind of ways that's almost even worse it's like oh I was getting ready I thought I would see Giannis today and here's what I would say though this whole minimum thing and I know why they're doing it they want players to play for sure but like for an all NBA award I think the let the, the media is the one who votes on yeah, this? Let, sure. let them decide, like, yeah. oh, does this guy who played 60 games yeah. deserve to be on it or not? But I think the NBA is in an interesting spot. You need players to play more games. Yeah. And yeah. we haven't faced a lot in Sacramento this year. Like, yeah, good the, point. The, if anything, I think the Kings are the best case around the league for, hey. Play your guys. Yeah. Play your guys. And we've played them. We practice. We stayed relatively healthy. In their success. In their success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of the above, you guys. Yeah. All of the above with that example. And um, obviously, that's there's going to be accidents. There's going to be things that, you know, you like we already People mentioned. You're going to get hurt. Right. I mean, you're, you're actually going to get hurt. You're going to get And, and I, I guess even when I think about someone being like lightly banged up, I think about like an Anthony Davis and like, yeah. oh man, his finger. I mean, how many times, and again, but we're not getting paid millions, but do you talk about people that were able to like splint it up wrap it up like get get the work that yeah get the work done that you need to get done but like try and play through certain things that's not going to ruin your career later on or screw with your money it that is a doable process Um, i think sometimes we are soft with that how about we really complicate it though and make it like lebron if you're over 35, you get rest more rest days than others. I'm That's sorry. That's also fair, right. Hey, we have a mileage counter. Mm-hmm. Let's play how many games LeBron has played in his career versus other players. Chris yeah. Paul, right? Like certain guys, hey, it's like senior citizens, right? Oh. We get we cut them a little slack. Or maybe like, even like, how about there's first team you have to play 65. Second team maybe is no, no. 50 or 55. All first old team. Like, there it's you go. like it's Boom. 35 yeah, yeah, and yeah. above. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, yeah, the senior tour. Yeah, exactly. okay. LeBron, That's Chris cute. Paul, Igudala, Haslam. Yeah, you'd be like AD, <laughs> right? And like, oh no, AD's still young, but yeah. he misses his bones. Them. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Tough. Yeah, I'm. I. I don't know. It will be interesting 
them implementing that and then also people being screwed and being like, yeah, well, the NBA, you know, had this rule. And yeah. so I didn't get it for these the last three years of my career or whatever it may be And that. That could happen to people. But whatever, just like make sure that you, you there's going to be times there's going to be guys that don't end up winning a ring and are going to be Hall of Famers, legend, iconic. You know, yeah. that's already happened. And there's just certain things that aren't going to be on your resume and that's got to be okay. If you can sleep with that at night, like mm-hmm. that's got to be okay. Otherwise, find a way to fight through certain yeah. certain rules. Really, really quick. How do you guys feel about the midseason tournament, which has also been added with the uh, CBA? Because that also impacts red. I don't know how people will treat that in terms of like, What's is that going to be mean? a week and a half off? What's the incentive? Yeah. I mean, $500,000. $500, no. to millionaires. But Right. The, the, the whole midseason tournament, what I've asked for, for the from the start, why do the players care? Mm-hmm. Why, why do, do we teams care? care? And why do fans care? Yeah. You can't answer those questions. Like, yeah. Silver's pushback would be, hey, it takes time to build traditions. People would care. Hey, people didn't like to play in, and now everyone loves it. Yeah. But that's something on the line. There's a playoff spot yeah. on the line. There's – you know, yeah. if it's just a midseason tournament, it's like, oh, you want it. Okay, cool, I guess. But yeah. I was making the case, like, make it more interesting. I want a top five lottery spot. For the winner, yeah, but, that's what I want. But if you, but then, but will the players? Yeah, care? why would you well, care yeah. as a player? Yeah, potential. Saying, if you want to make it you, interesting right. for fans, bring some teams from the Euro League over. Have the G, some G League teams play and go. Maybe. Okay, yeah, it's Let, more it's like see. an open cup almost. Yeah, yeah. and then if uh, an NBA team loses to a G League team, the embarrassment factor. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a also odd idea. That that's what it was. Yeah. Oh yes, thank you, Chris. Are you? What's your deal right now? Are you leaving? Are you hanging out? Um, you don't, there's no I'll, pressure at all. I would like to hang out, but when others back. are here, I, I want to give them come their back. time with you guys, you know? All right. Well, here's what I'm going to say right now for the, <laughs> as we close the, the book on this hour, Chris, you're super talented and whatever Stop you it. do don't we have to in go this to break? business, come on. <laughs> no, I'm super, I'm so glad that we got the opportunity to, to work with you. That's the other thing. When we were really struggling, me and Morgan mentally, uh, trying to do all these things and juggle all these things. One of the ideas was like, let's have Chris involved in the show. And it's like, yeah. you've been huge in the first hour huge. not only to help us mentally yeah. but you've added you're talented yeah. and we're just so happy that you're getting an opportunity to do on-air stuff figure out what you want to do in this business and right. it's, it's awesome no i appreciate you guys having me on i mean as as somebody who's listened to you i listened to you guys the first time you guys were on air i would drive from sac city to crc and just listen to you guys in the car and so i i mean i just never thought i would be in this position and it's it's crazy to me that I can legitimately feel like I can consider you guys friends. Yeah. Chris, and, you know this is didn't great. you lie to them? I lie to them all the time. You know, yes, no, I did. Yes, I, I called them and I uh, I tried to win tickets to uh, a Kings game by saying uh, that I made up a road trip That's that funny. I made because you guys were like, "Give me your craziest fan stories." God, hey. that was a cheesy sports radio. Game. Hey, hey, why don't you hit us up with your craziest stories about seeing yeah. the team play? Hit us up, and then he lied, and then he lied. lied. That's, That's all you, you get. get. That's what you God, get. Yeah, but no. you know what? Right. Sticky. It's on us. You yeah. know what I like? If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Not trying. And this guy tries hard. I will say, Deuce found me out. Quick. I'm sure I did. Quick. <laughs> he was like, wait, what? Like, uh, that, that road trip didn't even, yeah, it was bad. But yeah. No, but Crazy. seriously, thank you so much for uh, being here, helping us. But on top of all that, so excited to just keep seeing you yeah. grow, grow, grow. You, you, 
You I'm are for y'all too. You are the future. Thank you. I, I try. I'll try and uh, I'll try and carry that yeah. with me as as I continue my journey here. Keep killing it. Well, coming up next hour, we are still on until two p.m. We're expected to be joined by in studio Brendan Nunes from King's Pulse and Frankie Cardaselli from SactownSports.com. It's all straight ahead. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports eleven forty. Deuce and Mo. Deuce and Mo. On Town Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. We are live until 2 p.m. Our final show on Town Sports 1140. If you missed it, we announced at noon. Basically this. We have a lot going on. Too much going on in life. And we're spread thin. So we went, we got to cast something back. So we decided we had to move on. Everything's good with the station. Great relationship. So there's no ill will. Anywhere. Actually, things are probably better than they've ever been. Especially... Prior to us coming back. Yeah. You know, this place fired us once before a long time ago. Eight, long time. Different company. Ago. Different company. April yeah. Fool's. On eight, April Fool's on Day. On April Fool's But we day. came back. It, came, it was full circle. Great. Few months here. But we had to do what's uh, best for us. And that was just to not work 20 hours a day. That was it. That was it was of- just a quick like, hey, we really all wanted to make this work. Obviously, we were working with Steve and everything in the beginning trying to find any way to make this work. And we're like, let's just... Let, hey, let's try this. Let's do this. Let's make this work yeah, and yeah. win. And it was like, oh, wow. Okay, mental capacity, brain capacity. And um, you never know your limit until you reach it. So I suggest everyone reaches it. But when you do know it, make sure you yeah. make the right decision. But anyway, the best thing about this, like we've talked about some of the relationships and full circle rebuilding a relationship we didn't have with this place anymore. Yeah, that's been big for sure. And we're still going to make appearances from time to time here on Sacktown Sports on 40 because they're going to stay live and local from 6A to 6P. A huge piece to that Frankie Cardicelli who covers Frankie the Kings. Casparelli. Okay. She got your name right after all these after months. all these months. Screw yes. you guys! I How got do you it. say his last name? Cardicelli. Thank okay. you. I got it right the first Can you day. Spell it? It's the same yeah. as his mom's. It's the same as his mom's. Wait, I don't know if I can spell it. Uh, okay. Can you? Yes. Shut Brendan's up, a Brendan. Brendan's okay. a friend. So. By the way, Brendan, you guys in studio oh, too. Up, Kings Pulse. Nice. Um, okay, pal. I'm going to try this really quick. Okay. Capital C. Yes. Oh. A. Yeah. Didn't know you guys. A. R. T. O, C. Nope. Oh, where? Yes. Oh, S C. Yeah. And then E L L I. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty close. It's good. Screw you. What do you mean? Get out! Get out of here! All right. Frankly, they're not strong. Frankly, um, okay. also on. spelled C O Y B O Y. C O W B O Y. Wow. Oh, cowboy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. I was like, wow. I can't spell. I was like, wow. Kobe. I thought well, I had something also, there for a second. No, no. Too. And you know what? It's one of those things with me. I felt so dumb because I'm. When people do that, I have to like. Let me write that down. Yeah. yeah. I saw you time. typing when he. When yeah, yeah. She was trying to spell out. His yeah. Name. I was gonna cheat. Uh, actually, no. I type your name on a rundown all the time. I always get it right. I've got it. You're I'm, a friend. I've got it down. I guess you're a friend. Yeah. Even though you make Colleague? jokes. Even though you make jokes about my legs dangling over airplane seats and stuff like that. That you is know, true. I guess you're a friend. Brendan likes that one. Frankie. That was a good one. It's, it was just a concern. I mean, you're... Well, I'm going to miss this. Is everyone going to miss this, too? <laughs> I'm really going to miss it. I, I, I think, yeah, Chris is going to miss it. I don't Frankie know if I'm made m- jokes on the ride over that we're on the way to a funeral. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Did you... You guys went, you guys went together? He drove me over here. I still have uh, car issues. Oh, I'm geez. a friend. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So do you have... How do you spell me? How does that work? How's that, do you have a booster seat? Like, what... <laughs> No, how do you reach? Maybe. 
Because you're, you're fi- are you five one? Five? Uh, four eleven on a good day. <laughs> okay. Make fun yeah. of his pimple on his nose. Get him what? back, Frankie. I don't see anything. Dude. Oh my God, Frankie! I'm, Thank d- you, Frankie. I'm wow, dude. Look at that. Yeah. Passing you the ball and you miss it. All yeah. right, I can't see. We're it. talking to Kings this hour. Juice Mason, Morgan Reagan, alongside Frankie Cardicelli from SackdownSports.com, and of course we got Brendan Nunes, Kings Pulse podcast, writes for Kings Herald, appearances on Kings B podcast. He's everywhere too. Two guys who cover the Kings, and they do it at an elite level. Kings and Warriors tonight. Final home game. Usually we get to the final home game. It's like, hey, what's the best moment of the home season? A lottery, <laughs> blah, blah. This game felt like it had some meaning, but now you look at the injury list. It's pretty wild. You guys were just at shoot-around. Brendan, any clarification as to who may or may not be in the lineup? Zero clarification wow. on mm. who's going to be in the lineup. I would guess that the guys don't play, but... It seems like it's going to have a little bit to do with if Memphis is winning their game. But that game starts at 5, right. and the Kings have to be locked in by 6.30. It'd feel pretty weird if they're telling the guys, yeah. like, oh, well, hold off and wait. We don't know. I'd imagine that they're not playing. I, I think that's right, because I was looking at the injury report for Milwaukee. They're sitting all their guys. Memphis is going to win that game. I mean, is Milwaukee going to win with who, who's playing for them? Grayson Allen. He's out. Oh, he's he's out? one of the guys oh, out. Giannis, okay. Drew Holiday, Middleton, Lopez, Connaughton, Connaughton is he's out. out too? Who yeah. do they have? I'm going to check. Kumpo's going to go crazy. What? The, the, his the Nosses. brother? The Nosses. The Didn't Nosses. he get suspended a game? Well, he's probably back. Yeah, he's but. back after headbutting yeah, Blake. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure they have So I, I think they'll probably just sit everyone, which makes it interesting because if they sit all those guys, I don't think they could sit all those guys. Just Sacramento. Javon yeah. Carter. I mean, you look at Sacramento's... In, Injury rep- you, you think they should have a point guard? Hot take? Yeah. They should maybe try to have one um, tonight. But but hold on, Brendan. You say they should, <laughs> but at the same time, you've covered Keon Ellis for quite some time now. Couldn't he be that point guard for them tonight? But they still need a backup. They don't have a backup point guard. And he's not a point guard. He can, <sighs> he can play all 48. He can 48. play some. Yeah. He's not a point guard. <laughs> no. Like, uh. your guard rotation might be Keon Ellis and P.J. Dozier. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Which, maybe I'm a sicko. I kind of look forward to watching those guys get some more opportunity. Kessler Man. Edwards getting 15 shots tonight. Like, give it who, to me. Who Mimi? do you think if it if it stays the way it is right now with Fox? Let's oh, just say God. all the guys that are on the list are out. So, Fox, Sabonis, Herter, Keegan, Davion Mitchell, Trey Lyles, Malik Monk, and, of course, Delhi. So, eight players out. Who do you think leads the Kings in scoring tonight? And we're going to assume the HB plays maybe like 15 minutes, yeah. I guess. He's trying to get that 81st 80, game. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with I'm gonna go with PJ Dozier leading the Kings That's in scoring tonight. What about Terrence Davis? Ooh. TD I, going for 50 ooh. tonight. I had to look at the roster. He's to, had a permanent green light. Oh, my God. A permanent, permanent green light. He's had a permanent green light. He's had a permanent green light. He has. Let it fly tonight. Could you imagine him dropping like 40? Oh, that would be... shots. Well, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. We mentioned this early on with Chris Watkins. We were watching uh, the Nuggets game last night, and you had all the guys out for the Nuggets, right? But taking on the Phoenix squad that had their guys playing. Bruce Brown was yep. killing it, dropping 30 on them. Could TD be that guy for the Kings tonight? He totally could. Yeah. I mean, TD's the guy that, if you look at that roster, he's probably the one that's going to get buckets. I really like Frank's pick of P.J. Dozier. I think that he showed a little bit of an ability to put the ball on the floor and kind of try to make plays. Maybe we get G League MVP runner-up Namiya Skeda going crazy. I need to see him get some minutes tonight. Can we get the jumbo lineup with Namiya, Alex Len, Rashawn Holmes? Oh, my God. And Shemeze Metu with... Let's get wild. 
with right? uh, PJ at the one. Let's get wild. Would you guys? What would what would you do? Like just like as someone that analyzes the bas- this game, this team all the time, what would you do if that was the lineup? What would he do? What do you mean? What he I would do? I mean, would he be excited or oh, would he? Okay, okay. Yeah, God, shut up. What dude. would he do? Sense. I would. No, I don't think I'd be too excited for that one. Okay. I think the three for me are definitely or four is Keon, PJ Dozier, Kessler Edwards. Kessler mm-hmm. Edwards is a big one to me, actually. I think that if he can get some shots to fall, because there's a chance he's in the playoff rotation, yeah. I'm still like not sure on that. But if he gets some shots to fall, I think you could feel good. I think a lot of times that there's injuries or situations like this, another guy is able to expand themselves a little bit and then carry that over when the lineup does return to normalcy. So maybe. What makes you not sure about Kessler Edwards in the postseason? He could just get totally ignored Okay, offense. You know, like I think like Grant Williams in that game seven against Milwaukee got up a stupid amount of threes, but he's a really good three-point shooter. And sure, it worked. Kessler could be a guy that if the first couple go down, that maybe you're able to keep him out there. But I think teams could completely ignore him on offense. And Sacramento, obviously, is a team that's got to get it done on the offensive end. Who knows what we're going to get from them defensively with those splits that you've talked about, the home and road, that just make absolutely no sense. Mm. I've yet to hear anyone be able to explain that. It's weird. I don't think they even can explain it. Uh, We're going to get to what Kevin Herter had to say about it, too, uh, because he talked about playing at home and losing to the Spurs the other day. We're going to break on the radio side. We're back in 60 seconds. Deuce and Mo on Sackdown Sports 1140. It's Deuce and Mo on your local sports leader. Sackdown Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan, Reagan hanging out live in studio with Brendan Nunez, Frankie, Cardicelli talking some Kings. Kings final home game of the regular season tonight against Golden State Warriors. Doesn't sound like they're going to play many guys at all tonight. How do you guys feel about that in general? Because we were joking about okay, who may be playing, who may not be playing. But with all those guys potentially out, do you like them resting, Frankie? Is that is are you cool with that? How, how do you feel about that? I'm gonna try to like separate because I had people that responding last night to something I put out about uh, people spend a lot of money on the tickets for tonight because they were you know marked up for Kings Warriors, as they probably should be. They've been that way for the past couple of years. But from a basketball standpoint, I think that it makes sense because the Kings really are playing for nothing. Like we talked about, I think the game's pretty much in the bag for Memphis. I think they're going to win that game. The Kings are locked into three. Other teams around the league that have already locked themselves in their positions and are looking towards the playoffs, they're resting their guys. We're seeing teams do it. I mean, we just saw the Suns are shutting down everybody tonight. I think uh, Milwaukee, they're shutting their guys down. Um, Other teams, for other purposes, I think the – the Mavericks are, you know, a different kind of problem, but they're shutting people down for different reasons for draft picks. I think so but weird, very weird. Yeah, and I, I guess from the Kings' perspective, it's less about rest. I, we always say rest, yeah. but the Kings are going to have some legit time off between now and when they play Game One, which Saturday or Sunday? Mm. Do we know yet? We don't mm. know. We don't know. But but yeah, I'm. It, it's it, just to avoid injury. It, yeah. it is. But here's now. Here's my question to you guys too, because we've seen. You know, we anything can happen when you roll out of bed. Sure, we already know all that. Blah blah blah. But if there's a way to to make the risk of injury smaller and smaller, you want to do that as a coach, as an organization. We get that. But at the same time, sometimes if you're not playing on the same level, you got a week off. Week off, you're practicing, but a week off from actual play um, on the floor against an opponent. 
that can do other things to your body. It can bring you to a certain place mentally. Now, I think they have the right leadership in Mike Brown and this coaching staff that understand and have the experience of postseason and know what it's going to take to make sure that they're ready. But still, something I was concerned about, any concerns when I talk about that? Not really, like a bit, but this team practices a lot. Yep. Okay. And I'm sure that it'll be enough. They've they've gotten a lot of run in. Um, I do think there is some benefit of other guys getting to spread their wings a little bit, and maybe that can translate. And just from a viewability standpoint, like I, I think you're seeing a lot of teams do this right now. Obviously, like you mentioned, um, Denver last night. Before that game was Philadelphia, and they rolled out their starters, but they didn't really care. They yeah. stank like a Charles Barkley body part. <laughs> it was not good. And I would, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch those guys go out there and not care. Yeah, I'd rather well, watch these guys have something to prove. And we like to think that that shouldn't be an issue with pros. But Kevin Herter said something this morning on the morning show. I want to play. It for, oh, you don't have headphones, but just trust right. me. You want to use my headphones? It's okay. But you should hear this. Yeah. Have you heard it? Yeah. Oh, I've heard sure. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Kevin Herter talking about um, the loss of Spurs, how they've been playing on the road. Uh, Kevin Herter from this morning. It's still the NBA. If you don't come in ready to play, a team is going to jump you from the start. It doesn't matter what their record is. Uh, you see the same thing happen in Denver a couple times, honestly, in the past week or so. They haven't come ready to play, and you know, they get beat at Houston by 20. Um, so that happens. You have to be ready for every team. You have to be prepared. Uh, I don't think we... And everyone will admit this on our team. I don't think we were, you know, necessarily prepared and ready to play that game against San Antonio. Maybe took them for granted a little bit. Thought it was going to be easier on our home court. Um, and they jumped us. You know, they played well. They had guys who, to be honest, we hadn't heard of uh, put up 22 in the first half against us and making shots. And we had to change our scouting report. And McDermott gets going late. And so that's that's the NBA. You know, every team has talent. Uh, every team has, especially at this point, guys trying to prove themselves are going to continue to play hard. And uh, we were definitely ready to play in New Orleans, and I thought we were we were ready to play in Dallas. But um, you know, at home we just didn't handle that the right way. But I think if if you're in a playoff setting, uh, I think we'll be ready to go, and the home court will definitely be an advantage for us. Very interesting comments from a player just being that honest about like, yeah, we just (laughs) we're at home. It was the Spurs. We didn't know their guys. Julian Champagne wasn't on the scouting report. Talk to me. You come toward the end of the season. It's it's like. Coming toward the mind. end of a school season or whatever it may be, or a school season, a school year, and that mindset shifts, and you just you can't allow. Now, champions won't allow that to shift, right? And these guys have not obviously all experienced that level, and so hopefully that's something like where they learn from that mistake and played like they did against the Pelicans the other night. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think as far from a confidence standpoint, it's nice to hear comments like that because I mean. I can't remember who said it earlier, but uh, I was talking to someone who's covering the game tonight from NBA China, which is kind of cool talking to them how millions of people are going to be watching tonight's broadcast. But, wow. Um, and he was, I was talking to the guy who's covering the game, and he said that it's not like a small sample size. It's 48 games they've won. And that just shows that to me, and from someone who watches the team and who grew up liking the team, I don't feel like it's a shot in the pan. This team should feel confident going into any playoff series, no matter who they're playing. Because, first of all, they've beaten every team in the West outside of the Kevin Durant Suns, which they seem like a complete problem but not gonna be a problem for the kings in the first round but um they've shown they can beat any team in the west they've shown they can respond to adversity and uh they haven't been on long losing streaks this season they still haven't lost three in rows since november will that happen over the next couple of games who knows but um they're up for any challenge and i think that kind of speaks to how well they played as a team and how well they played together and those type of games happen like the san antonio game 
you can't have too many of them, mm-hmm. but like I write one off every once in a while. That that was pretty yeah. annoying. But it was like, a timing I think that bugged right. people. Right? right, it was just like they had a right chance after. to clinch the division at home. Oh, by the way, last home game. They put a stinker against Minnesota right. where they could have clinched. Oh, and on Friday night, 400-plus people show up at the airport to greet you, and then you show up like that on a Sunday against the Spurs. But yeah, I'm with you. Boston's lost to Orlando twice this yeah. year. Back three back. times, I three thought. Three times? Well, three yeah. times. Right. Every you, got, you guys Mike, Mike Brown do not take shots at my magic, okay? That seems fun. Your They're magic. Good. Okay. Oh, my God. Be ready for next year. Oh, okay. Because deuces. Warning. Warning. Oh. That team's legit. I don't... They have guys. Yeah. Cool. How about Markel Fultz having a bounce yeah, back good this for him. year? Yeah. Dude. He's good for him. denying that. Bancaro. I know. He's going to win Rookie no, of the Year. From yeah, no Come on. Come on. Third on the list? No one said they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is this? What is well, this? Well, everyone uses the Boston. When Bo- well, like Jason Tatum missed well, one of the games. And, uh, Mike Brown talks Denver about ones. last year, the Warriors lost to Indiana in a total stinker of a game. Which is funny yeah. because it's like indirectly a shot at Domas, though. Not, yeah. not exactly, Ooh. but Did like... Did he play in that game? Damn. Actually, I don't know. I okay. probably should know that before I say that. Either way, Brendan, what I will say to... Because I'm I'm definitely with you. Like, it's the NBA. Things happen. But my thing was the, the principle of what that game meant and what it meant at home after the moment that happened at the airport. Like, the, everyone showed up for you, but you didn't show up for them. Now, you showed up for them almost all season long, except on your home floor. But let's just say within looking at your record, I mean, you're playing your asses off right but at the same time it's just those moments at home they have to capitalize on one way or another and i think listening to kevin herter they truly all understand that yeah it's um it's just so weird because they've had a lot of those weird home games and then you look at like you were talking about the road you're like how are they top 10 in both offense and defense on the road but you come home and you're 29th in defense it's bizarre no clue (laughs) we we keep pointing no, at the comfortability. I think that's something we just keep talking about. I don't know what else, what other sports science goes into playing at home and being comfortable. It just seems like the urgency isn't there. And they've th- killed the crowd at times, yeah. by the way, because I feel like the crowd's been a little subdued recently. They've been yeah. ready to go. They've, they've been ready to go. They wanted cheer, but then you know you you play like crap. You're missing shots, not playing defense. You can't get more than two stops in a row, and people are like, "All right, well, this is fun." Yeah, and that's that's no, nothing against the crowd. It's not their no. fault. I mean, the Kings, they, their runs kept getting stopped by fouls against San Antonio. Even in overtime, they just fell flat. And the Minnesota game, too, I mean, they had no chance to get into it because of the three-point shots we talked about before, worst three-point performance in three years. Um, it's a weird home like streak they're on right now, and tonight I can't imagine it's going to break, especially if, you know, I know <laughs> Keon Ellis is going to be exciting to watch him go out there oh, and yeah. play, but... Unless he drops 45, I'm not sure hey, if that's going to happen. Give him some looks from three. Uh, he was efficient this year in the G League. He can create off the dribble, too, though. And I, defensively, he gets oh, after. Uh, push this. Push the pace to Walking Steph Curry today. It's possible, <laughs> can you imagine? Him and Kessler Edwards out there just, like, moving on a string oh, together God, along the perimeter. DJ Dozier. Yeah. Huh? Oh, my God. Don't get me excited. Yeah, game one of the playoffs, it's like, what? They're starting P.J. Dozier and Keon Ellis? What a shakeup. <laughs> All right, we'll talk some more Kings, bounce around the league, too. Uh, we'll be live on the YouTube page during the break, youtube.com slash Sacktown Sports 1140. It's Deuce and Mo on SacktownSports.com. Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports. The Sacramento Kings are going to win a playoff series. Yeah! 
Guaranteed. I mean, if you're the number three seed. Or no, 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 no. They're they gonna be playing the Warriors or the Lakers. That was, that's a tough first round series. Okay. They 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 gonna win the series. That's Charles Barkley saying the Kings are getting out of the first round. Guaranteed. Juice Mason, Morgan Reagan, hanging out with Frankie Cardicelli and Brendan Nunez. I put that poll question on the YouTube feed today. Uh, did Barkley jinx the Kings? 73% of people say? No. No. Ugh. No. Really? Yeah, yeah. see? It's you were shaking your head when you heard that. Losers. Has that shifted? Like, has Charles, he's, he's been horribly wrong over the years. Has he been, no. has he gotten, like, no. rid of that bad? And this is my problem with you. And oh, okay. people like you. Let's keep it. One, let's of, keep the, it. one of the problems. No, <laughs> one of the let's many. Keep it on well, me. You know, final show here. We're going to let it out today. <laughs> oh, yeah. My major problem oh, with today? you, Frankie, is you only remember the bad. Uh, you remember really? his misses. You don't ever give him credit for when he guarantees something and he's right. When, is your, when was your right? But he's been right before. No, when? but he's asking when. I need an example. He's I'm asking for an example. Educate me. Good Educate. Job. Good job. Teach me. I will dig some stuff off. For oh. example. This is my problem. Oh, there he goes. You, there he goes. Deuce <laughs> is so pissed that he doesn't have the answer to. Frankie called you. Someone's got basically ha- googling. But <laughs> let's I ask a-, a question and get dragged for it. Yeah. I don't have an answer. Yeah. Was Charles Barkley ever right? Charles about Barkley anything? guarantee Blank. record. <laughs> and, then you, and then you put Reddit next to it. I guarantee you, you will find it. Yeah. Guaranteed. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, we'll wait on that, but you continue to search. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously the show, we've talked about jinxes a lot, but you guys, you guys are cool with like people doing things like that, right? I think we're at the time, I mean, you have to be confident, right? Like you, it's from a King's perspective, like you need to be confident. You can't go into a series going, you know, oh, well, it's over. I mean, I think everyone's going to be going into it saying Warriors will take them on, Lakers, whatever, but um, obviously, there's there's concerns. Each each, uh, each series brings its own concerns with it. But I mean, yeah, everyone's gonna be going into it pumped up. The fact that he has the confidence in Sacramento to sit up there and say that says something. Like, in what years prior would Charles Barkley ever sit up there and say the Kings are guaranteed to to do that? Especially if they played the Warriors or the Lakers, as he mentioned, he still believes it. Um, Brennan, do you have um, a nightmare scenario for the first Ooh. round in terms of opponent, or are you kind of like, you know what, whether it's the, the examples that are out there right now, technically the options are Clippers, Lakers, Warriors, Pelicans, and T-Wolves. T-Pups. That's your nightmare? No. Oh. I'm saying T-Pups. T-Pups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, was him you. talking smack. Thank you. Yeah. I think my favorite matchup is New Orleans. Oh, me too. Um, but it seems like most realistic is between the two LA teams and Golden State, and I don't think there's a good option. And Ooh. I think they're all kind of equally tough. Yeah, you know, like there's one guy on each of those teams that is an MVP caliber player with a whole lot of postseason experience. That I have zero clue how Sacramento is going to guard. Do the Kings do a better job defensively against teams that go more ISO ball or more team swing the ball around? Mm kind of offense i think they suck at both i know um, probably iso ball because he's not gonna give any credit to the king's defense against the pelicans he can that. Talk to him. that no. was that was their best defensive game actually and that was really encouraging brandon uh, ingram mr 30 point game yeah, okay. all-star yeah. where was he turning the ball over at yeah. home in a big game he got shut down by the king's defense frankie oh 
What? What? Yeah, Frankie. I agree. I agree. <laughs> okay, you know right. Yeah, Frankie. Um, but no, it's probably isoball. Okay. Just because there's less margin for air. You know, like there's not five guys involved in that defense. There still is, obviously, sure. but it's more so like that one-on-one rather than all it takes when somebody swings the ball around like crazy like Golden State does. That's what I'm going to. One guy falling asleep or allowing a backdoor cut screws everything. And that's where I go, I'm... You know, when I look at, like, the Clippers, for example, a lot of iso ball offense, that's, they can do that. Um, Warriors, a little different. So that's why I understand they both they have their problems defensively, but I think that Warriors offense of swinging the ball around and five guys not being on the same page for the Kings defensively is really what can screw with them. Yeah, it makes you also wonder. I mean, they've tried the zone every once in a while, and I think Mike Brown has said that everyone has his own defense and they all suck. But yeah. I think... The Warriors, who a team that they really they make their killing by three the three they live and die by the three they lead the league in three point makes they have three guys that have all made two hundred I think it's Jordan Poole Clay and Steph they just do their damage on the outside so I wonder how does that change the approach the Kings had a tough time with them earlier this year they I think the Warriors shot forty percent from three and uh, the Warriors I think they're twenty or thirty and fifteen this year and they make forty percent of their threes so um, I just don't know how you plan to attack that I mean obviously Steph Curry we talked on the way over here. There's a guy from every team. Steph Curry's got to be the guy you stop. I think as far as team Steph Curry has played more than twice this year, the Kings, he's averaged the most points against them this year, 35 points per game. So this guy kills the Kings. Yeah, I, I, it's funny with when I talk about teams, I'm always focused on who can make life more difficult for the Kings offense. And I look at the Warriors and they scare me because I really? know on the, on the season you'd be like, well, what do you mean defensively? And you look at their road record, Wiggins coming back. Getting GP2. You think they can turn it Dante on. Dante DiVincenzo, Draymond Green, they turn it on. Even Steph. I, Steph is such an underrated defensive player. Um, he makes plays, plays the passing lanes, good team defender. When that team's locked in, oh, Kaminga too, who I think can defend a couple positions, supreme yeah. athlete. I was really impressed with what they did against the Pelicans in a big game when they were down 20 in that game. Where They, they scare me the most out of any team. It, that the Kings could play in the first round. It's the Warriors. It's them by far. Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Ooh. You're not there. Mm. Yeah. Who do you... I, I've, like, flipped on the Warriors. I was with you, and I feel like if they can turn it on, they already would have. And we haven't really seen it. Like, GP2 and Wiggins, I agree, are, are huge pieces to their defense. Massive. Right? And, and Kuminga's been really good, to your point, and I'm a huge Dante guy. But... What is Wiggins going to look like? Can he guard like De'Aaron Fox? I don't. I don't know. GP two still doesn't quite look right. I. It, I'd imagine there he's back sooner than he typically would be from his abdominal surgery. I. I don't know, man. It, to me, but I they think have multiple that's guys a they could throw. So do the other them. teams, though, right? Like the Lakers and Clippers, Timberwolves too. I mean, they they give the Kings nightmares with the length. So I don't know. I mean, I. I yes, all these teams are going to be tough, but. The Warriors have done it too. I you think know? Well, I, that's I, what I was going to say. I think it's the experience factor. It's like such even a when deal. when you're like, well, when are they going to turn it on if they have it now? Didn't we kind of say that last season too, you guys? Like they they as soon as the postseason started, it's like what what is this team, right? And obviously, different team, different pieces. We have stated that millions of times. We know that, but but. When you watch these games in the postseason, too, you see that it's a whole different game. And a team that understands that at such a high level, going up against a team that only is being 
told that but hasn't experienced it themselves, that's where my fear drops in. I mean, what you really want to see, to be honest, I want to see the Warriors go up to five. Make, make them play the Suns in the first round. Get rid of one of those teams in the first Ooh. round. That would be I massive. Like it's possible. I mean, it's it's not likely, but it's possible. I think we'd need the uh, the Clippers to lose. I think they'd have to lose to what the the Blazers. I think is something that have to happen tomorrow. Maybe they're not going to play their guys. I, one aspect that I don't hear talked about much with the Clippers is the Kings have really been horrible at guarding Russell Westbrook this year. I know He's, Kawhi yeah. Leonard is is the guy for them. Yeah, but. Westbrook's played against the Kings five times. Oh, no. And 27 and 10, 17 and 14, <laughs> 19 and 5, 23 and 15, yeah. and 21 and 11. There was last game, he was just ISO posting up De'Aaron Fox and getting whatever he wanted. Yeah. Like the Kings, I, I know that Kawhi Leonard is the, for a good reason, star of that team everybody thinks about, but like they really have not been able to guard Russell Westbrook this year. Yeah, and I just don't know how much I trust some of the the, the stuff like the three point shooting from Westbrook. It just doesn't seem right. Well, like, he, he keeps, has shot it better against the Kings than anyone, and right. it doesn't make sense. Doesn't you know? make sense, but he keeps doing it, and he keeps doing. And that's like going to Brendan's point. Like for some reason, he feels that confidence in whoever's guarding him from deep. Like, <laughs> like I can shoot this ball. I can do this. Um, you know, you'd hope that would change, but it's just a difficult thing for the Kings to look out especially if they're trying to guard multiple star players on this team. And then trying to also make sure that their second line of defense isn't having to come over and help every single time one of these guys get into the lane. Uh, One thing to note, so if Golden State wins the next two games and the Clippers uh, lose one, then they get the fifth spot. The Golden State Warriors will have the fifth spot. And just to be clear, the Clippers play Portland and Phoenix to end the season. Probably Phoenix with nobody playing. Right. Phoenix is not playing anybody tonight against the Lakers. So it's just we it's so hard to project these things. In it all is. likelihood, um the Kings will just stay at three. And then I don't know. I I, I just don't want to see the Warriors in the first round. I, I don't just know. Oh, it's like the I think out of all of them, it's probably the worst possible scenario in the first round. I think I have PTSD from being a Celtics fan growing up and watching LeBron James just yeah. destroy my teams. That Ugh. I want nothing to do with LeBron. He scares me more than anybody, what? to be honest. But, uh, I, and Anthony Davis. Yeah. What? What are you? What are you even? Is it the same? The LeBron, biggest though? game of the year for them to put themselves in the sixth spot. They come home and get blitzed by the Clippers, yeah. playing without Paul George. And after the game, LeBron's like, "It's a schedule loss. We played in Salt Lake City the night before." If you're LeBron James, where they're making bah, bah sounds behind you after a game, then be the go and show up and go win that game. That's a good point. Like, in the second talking? half. You never, they never play back-to-backs. And we're no. supposed to be like, oh, yeah, schedule loss. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, there are back-to-backs in this league. He didn't ball for himself, though. First of all, did you also see that the Lakers uh, Jazz got flex at ESPN, even though the Timberwolves and Pelicans mm. are playing for probably the final playoff spot, playing spot? No. They, they took Lakers Jazz, who were already eliminated. Oh, my God. Okay. Of course they did. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Do you have an X-Factor player on this Sacramento roster? So let me start with this. I think that De'Aaron and Domas are obviously going to do what they do, and I think that HB falls into that, too. Okay. I, I feel pretty confident that you know what you're going to get from HB. After that, is there an X-Factor player to you where you feel like there's a lot of variance on what you're going to get, and they could be the big swing? That's a great question, and we'll answer it. Coming up next, it's Deuce and Mo, Sacktown Sports 1140. 
Mason, Morgan, Reagan, how are we doing today? Kings and Warriors. Kings going to be a bit shorthanded, it sounds like. They listed most of their roster as questionable headed into this game because they pretty much have number three locked up. There's a slight chance they could get number two if Memphis lost to a shorthanded uh, Bucks team and the Kings win. They'd be a game back, but that's unlikely at this point. Yeah. Uh, before the break, Brendan, what a great question. Great question. Like he, he was trying out. You know, mm-hmm. he's... Putting out a tease out there for the audience. I like it. Who is the X factor for the Sacramento Kings in the playoffs? Okay. Um, Do you have yours already? Yeah, I think we actually talked about this the other day. I think it's Malik Monk. Oh, yeah, we did Mm. talk about that. I think You know what you're getting from Fox and Sabonis, I think. Mm -hmm. I think Monk is a huge X factor because of what he can... When Malik Monk is on... It's nice. Oh. Just his pick and roll with Sabonis, his ability to make something happen, hit threes, attack the basket. If you can have that coming off your bench, that would be huge. Malik Monk as a creator, as a playmaker, I think was so underrated going into this season. And then we've seen how special it can be, how chaotic it can be. But when it's the controlled chaos, what it brings for a team, not only from an energy standpoint, a like mental spark standpoint, just an, an efficient, productive, you know, person, player, teammate on the court t- standpoint. And I just think... Him having a good postseason is really going to be that like X factor for the Kings and where they can take this team. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think he's like high on my list. I think Keegan Murray though is one I'm watching because we've seen how good he can be, and like when he has these games, where I think he's averaging 18 points per game over the past four or five. When he has that look where he can be a top three option, it just changes to me how the Kings look. And compared to where he was earlier in the season, where he kind of is you know just floating around the key and, and spotting up like nine, ten points per game. When he's on the attack, which he's been doing lately, going in the paint, scoring around the mm. rim, uh, he changes the Kings, like, this whole dynamic. My one thing about Keegs, because that was going to be my other X factor, is just that rookie season. Is that going to feel like, is he going to feel like a rookie in the postseason, or is he going to stay confident and make sure that he still needs to take charge? And when I say take charge, putting the ball on the floor, right? We've seen those flashes, but then you saw those moments when he's not doing that and he's not producing with uh, being aggressive and being confident, it scares me a little. And I just hope he doesn't feel that pressure and doesn't try and take that part out of his game. Who's your X factor, Brendan? It's definitely Keegan. Okay. But I actually think it's all about the defense. I think they ask a lot of him defensively. If it's the Warriors, I'd imagine he gets put on Klay Thompson. When it was the Clippers, it was Paul George, which I guess isn't out there anymore. Um, So I don't know exactly who it would be there. If it's the Lakers, he's he's going to have a tough matchup as well. Like They ask a lot of him defensively, and teams are targeting him in switches. We saw it a bunch in that Dallas game, and I think there's moments where he just gets really limited minutes because he gets in crazy foul trouble. He, you know, It's just, it's just discipline, right, with your hands, just making sure to not put them out at all, pulling them back. I, I think that's hard to kind of instill in yourself. It's just such a natural reaction to kind of get a hand in there. And I think that there's a chance that he gets in foul trouble and that takes him out of the game offensively. Cause, like, and obviously, huge. he has his offensive impact. It'd be huge if like, he was in the foul trouble because then you're going with Kessler. And I, as much as I like Kessler's upside, it's just I don't trust his perimeter shot at this point. I mean, he's yeah. missed a lot of looks, easy looks. I shouldn't say they're easy, but open looks. And then, you know, in that Dallas game, it was a good... 
I felt like it was a good picture, a preview of what the playoffs could be like at times for Sacramento and fighting through it. Tough officiating on both sides. They had to deal with that. They got frustrated. Offensively, I felt like in that third quarter, they settled a lot. Like it was one, but Sabonis passes out. Mitchell launches right away instead of moving the ball, putting on the floor, creating, making something happen. And then defensively, against a team that can go one-on-one with Kyrie, they were hunting mismatches. You know, you talk about Keegan, but like Kevin Herter was getting exposed. Sabonis on switches. So there are just things that will happen in the playoffs that they're going to have to be ready for. I think the good news, too, is I feel so much more confident about this team in the playoffs and handling those moments with this coaching staff because of just how much experience they have. I hope we don't get a Mike Brown searching moment in the playoffs. Because mm. you can very much tell when he's searching. It's yes. not a secret to anybody. When Matthew Delvadova and Keon Ellis are in the game in the first half, it's like, oh, yeah. okay. And I don't think we'll something. ever get to that extent, no, obviously. No. Probably but a TD. Like I, I guess you can throw in TD out yeah. there at minutes of Kevin's getting, you know, burned. Yeah. yeah, that could be someone that right. you see. I mean, who else? Or who's you the have? backup five? Yeah, I mean, that's what we were talking about on the way over here, too. What do you guys think? Because we were talking about. I mean, Brendan, I think you're theorizing that Alex Len's getting a run right now as far as a, uh, like, a, they're that, giving him some playing time because he's been on kind of stashed away the whole year. And Chimezi's still the guy off the bench in game one. I, I, don't, I think it's Trey Lyles, I think, is the backup okay. five to me. Um, but To you or to Mike Brown? Yeah, I think it's maybe to you. I think to you. That it's to, that's who I would expect to. I feel like he's been the best. Okay. And hmm. I think that you just fully commit to offense, but I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Brown doesn't want to do that. Well, against Golden State too, right? I mean, if you're playing Golden State in round one, they're not really. A, you know, they have Draymond Green, Kevon Looney. I think you can get away with that with Sabonis, Lyles, but a, yeah. a different matchup like the Clippers would be different. But I don't think that's really likely right. at the, this point. So, and I know the Warriors are undersized down there, but those guys battle, man. Yeah. Green and Looney play physical. Looney is a great rebounder. Fundamentally, just the way that he yeah. understands like where his body needs to be, where the ball's going. Yeah. They're strong. Mm-hmm. They're physical. So And is that even really undersized? Yeah, I don't think that word gets used a lot for that team. Yeah, and I don't yeah. think they are they don't have like a seven footer, no. Right. But yeah, um I think Len has earned some minutes and I think it's gonna be matchup dependent. And they've given him a nice opportunity here. My thing with Metsu I personally don't trust Chemezi Metu. No. And he's had a lot of moments this where you see glimpses of, oh, when he's locked in, in that dunker spot, communicating on defense, super engaged, you love it. But in the playoffs, when every little thing matters, I, I don't think Mike Brown trusted either that you can depend on him to make the right play defensively. And that's probably the biggest thing is, are you going to make the right plays defensively? Are you going to fight for rebounds? Are you going to play physical the last time we saw Metsu, it was pretty rough in transition. It was at that Minnesota Oof, game. Yeah, He was being transitioned a Oof. few times. No one was really great in that game either. I'm not trying to pick on him. but uh, And then he took a terrible three. It, it's tough. I think they like his athleticism. They want him to be out there, but you, you can't have those type of mistakes. Yeah, Len plays within his game. And he's someone I, think, I think he has earned that. And as far as physicality, he is one of the more physical players in the Kings. I was just thinking in my head, who is physical on the Sacramento Kings outside of Demonis Sabonis? We know how physical he is, but Len gets in there. He gets some battles for boards. I mean, that's what the Kings need. He blocks shots. He sets good screens. Yeah, we saw block shots recently. Mm-hmm. When's the last time? Like, rim not, protector. Not yeah. from behind or anything, but an actual blocking a shot from the front size. of the rim. Yeah. I think that Mezzi played well in the matchups against the Warriors earlier this year when they could kind of go to switch everything. 
but when he stays disciplined, it's just so inconsistent is the thing. And that yeah. and that's what's so frustrating because it's like that's why he's in the NBA and has a role and has we've seen him play because it's there. But if you're in a certain system and you're not doing exactly what you need to do to make this team better, the the good coaches are going to pull you. But in the playoffs, we saw last year with the Warriors, they changed their lineup a lot. It's yeah. going to be matchup based. I mean, you're going to see all right, game 1. All right. Should we change the game to game adjustments in the playoffs are going to be really fun to see and see how if he is able to settle on a rotation. But also, we don't even know who they're playing yet. Right. And, and how many minutes are we talking? Is Domas playing 42 minutes a night? Right. Like, well, that's the thing with him. Can that's, Domas and De'Aaron play 40 plus? I think so. No, stay out of foul trouble. No back to back. Right. Stay out I of mean, foul trouble, no, my man. They'd be screwed if he got in foul trouble. Like, it's honestly just game over if he gets in foul trouble. And I say you, yeah. you have to because you want to experience that, right? Like, you want your guys to experience, like, okay, are you in the right conditioning? Are you, what, what do you want to do next year to make sure that, like, you know you're a better team, you know you can be a better player out there. Um, let them experience it. Well, thank you, you two, for coming in for the last thank hour. You. We appreciate you guys. I know we've only been here like uh, two months or something, but it's yeah. been fun yeah. having you guys in studio more. And uh, still have you. We're still going to see you. We're going to yeah. see yeah, we're you. We're not leaving the, the city. Frankie keeps doing the sad the thing. I'm and sad. I'm like, yeah, yeah we'll I'm, see you on I'm the sad. court tonight. I am, like, I am sad. Why are you sad? I like seeing you guys, like hanging out and like, I don't know. Just, it's been fun. What's I'm, your favorite thing looked, about Deuce? I look up to you guys forever, too, so it's been fun working together. Aww. Yeah. Viewings nice. are Frankie always Frankie Cascarelli. Except for that. that don't love that. That was but a mistake. What are you going to miss most? <laughs> just, yeah, just Great this. question. Just like, I feel like just, I don't know. It's tough to put it all into one thing the most, but I think just getting to know you guys has been the most fun for me from an, like a non-professional standpoint. So you would go to, to my to funeral? I, I, I think at this point, I would go to your funeral. Aww, yeah, I would. I don't, I don't think I would, Deuce. Okay. I think I would like, I'd probably be in prison you're, well, while your funeral was happening. Oh, yes. nice, because you, you killed, killed him. Yeah, yeah. Would, you go to, would you go to my funeral? I guess. We always play this game if like, how close Yeah, are it's you your grandma's fault, by the way. Fun- thank you. See? Right? Yeah. Good job, See, I'm Brendan. glad he would admit yes. that. My grandma- no, it's not her fault. Frankie no, will- it's, it's her, she is responsible she for it. Sacrificed she sacrificed her life. Yes. For yeah, thank the you. ultimate sacrifice. Thank you, Grandma. I thank her for her sacrifice. Thank you, Grandma. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I thank you guys for everything. So I'll, I'll see I'll, you at the game. Yeah. You're so I'll cute. I'll make sure Frankie's Napoleon complex is upheld yeah. <laughs> while you're gone. Are you? Do you want to ride or what? <laughs> uh, thank you guys so and thank you. No, I'm. I mean, Brendan. You know, course. obviously, I know you're not in here all the time, but like, I'm so glad you've been able to. And then Frankie being in here with you and Chris Watkins for so many different times. It's just been so great. And you guys have like the brightest futures in the whole world so keep it going yeah check out his work at sacktownsports.com thank you he does amazing work so appreciate you guys so 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 much thank you guys thank you guys see you tonight and one you guys, final hour go ahead you guys are great at Aww. what you do you, no, you do a ridiculous amount of work understand that the workload was obviously a lot are you and saying we're soft you guys are ridiculously good at everything i mean you are soft <laughs> yeah! Dude, if there is a ball in a court somewhere back here, I'm ready to go. We're gonna play. We're gonna set it up. We're gonna play a game. Brendan's on my well. team for sure. After King season, and I'm gonna be ripped again. You oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buff dudes. You bulking back there? The uh, burrito? Is that what's going on? I'm juicing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Final hour of Juice and Mo on Sacktown Sports 1140. Ooh, it's coming go. up next. Jason Morgan Reagan, happy Friday. 
Here on Sacktown Sports, 1140, live and local, Monday through Friday, 6A to 6P. And don't worry, the station's going to stay live and local from 6A to 6P and buckle up even more coverage as the Kings are embarking on the playoffs for the first time in 17 years. Coverage galore on SacktownSports.com, the YouTube page, everywhere. And I say don't worry, but because for those who are just tuning in, and we're repeating ourselves a little bit, we announced it at the start of today's show that this is our last show here on Sacktown Sports 1140 for me and uh, Morgan Reagan here. And people are like, Wait, you guys just got back. <laughs> what the? What is happening? Uh, what happened? Uh, to sum it up, and I know we've been summing it up every hour. It's crazy how life uh, comes at you full circle. I got my career started in radio as a 16-year-old high school student when I went to Del Campo, unofficial uh, internship where I screened phone calls. How cool, too, that it was at, obviously, 1140. Yeah, a station I grew up listening to. Yeah. And then, you know, got hired out of high school, went to college, left, came back, got opportunities. We worked together. Yeah, 2012. Got got fired April 1st, 2016. Correct. We did our own thing in the broadcast world here in Sacramento, and then we... Got approached this past year about, you know, coming back and doing a daily show. And it was beyond humbling because people have really appreciated what we've been able to build with this community. And we're like, okay, like this is going to be a lot to tackle, but let's do it. Let's do it. And we started doing the show in January and about three weeks in, we went, oh my goodness, what did we do? And not because... This has been bad here. No. The people here have been great. We leave on great terms. Everything's great. We'll still make appearances. The reality is we have a lot of other things going on, and it wasn't feasible to do a daily show Monday through Friday. It's three hours a day, but all the prep, all the hours that go into doing shows at an elite level, Oof. we weren't able to achieve with all the other stuff that we have on our plate. And Morgan put it perfectly. Sometimes you don't know your limits until you reach them. We reached ours, and we have to do this uh, because it's best for us and uh, our health and creativeness and all that. Strangest feeling in the world, by the way, to recognize that, oh, God, this isn't the right thing. Um, after such a short amount of time, right? Like there's there's parts of you that feels like embarrassment that you couldn't do it all. There's parts yeah. of you that feels failure. You, all the emotions that were felt, because even my mom said to me, she goes, Morgan, I've never seen you not be able to do everything. Um, you know, I obviously don't have kids. I don't, but I wasn't even taking care of myself. You weren't taking care of yourself um haven't seen a gym you know for quite some time and thank you chris yes and and so like all these things that i wasn't focused on but then also not being just great at the the jobs that i did have and spreading yourself thin and deuce and i like i mean you know our standards for this stuff we we just we want to be the best that we can always be we want to be happy and so we're just so thankful that this opportunity came because it ended up being a full circle situation and i'm just so glad at the place that we both got our starts in sports media yeah we got to finish this on a good note after everything that went down eight years ago and i'm just so thankful that this relationship was rebuilt we're not leaving the city we're still doing <laughs> just not doing the radio show that's like, the only um, thing we're not doing obviously we got a lot going on we run a small business with our podcast that we'll continue to do 
doing work on NBC Sports, Kings Radio, Stockton, Stockton Kings. Kings. But there's just a lot going on. And when you are in the midst of an NBA season that's usually eight months out of the year and maybe sometimes longer, it just it, it became too much. And we had to make a tough decision uh, to let this go. But I can't say this enough. The people here have been amazing. Of course, Chris Verlod's awesome. He's We've known him for years. He's been great. Amazing. Uh, everyone behind the scenes, you know, all the guys that we've had on this show, Brian, the boss here, who uh, took over amazing. after we got hired back, and we just <laughs> dropped this on him yeah. within the last couple of weeks. But everyone's been so supportive, and um, it's everything's good, man. It's great. This is, this is a really good thing. Also, the support that I'm starting to see, from not only from our YouTube chat today, but then also on Twitter, you guys are all amazing. Like, it's... It's one thing to just like make this decision on your own and not be able to tell anyone, but then being able to tell everyone today and just the support that is pouring in, uh, everyone telling us to take care of ourselves first and just truly understanding what was at stake here. Just thank you. Thank you so much for being understanding. You don't even know what that means to us for, I mean, even our mental health. So thank you. Yeah. And as far as what is going to be on when we're not here, there will be a show on. There and will be I'm a sure live show. They're going to figure some stuff out. I know Chris Watkins will be a part of that too. So there will be live and local content in this spot. So don't you fret. Don't you fret. And thank you for being here along the ride. It's been so fun to be back here on this station daily, um, talking with all of you, all the people that have committed their time to us all these days. Thank you. And like I said, you know, we'll be on all of our other platforms as well. Um, so and still in here every once in a while. And still nope. in here yeah. every once in a while. So you you'll be able to find us and see us still. You can hit us up too. 916-339-1140-1800-920-1140. Kings and Warriors tonight final home game of the season. How nice is it to go into the final home game of the season? And yes, you're potentially seeing all these young guys play, but it's because the Kings are getting ready for the playoffs. Yeah, that's wow. You guys, I, what a whirlwind of a freaking year, right? I mean, we're playing games at the end of the season, sure, that don't have as much meaning because you might have, uh, like I'm talking about these last two games, by the way, because you you have every guy sitting questionable. They're questionable as of right now, but possibly sitting because of what's at stake for a postseason. Not going, hey, we're not going to play these guys because the team's already lost and you're just going to get ready for what you got going on in the offseason and what you're trying to build for the next season. No, the Sacramento Kings are in the freaking playoffs and they are the third seed in the Western Conference. The way that they did this, Deuce, to break the curse, to be in the playoffs, they didn't have to limp in. They didn't have to barely make the play in. They did it. They did it. And it's so fun to watch such good basketball for all season long. And for tonight's game, uh, the list of questionables include De'Aaron Fox, Demonis Sabonis, Kevin Herter, Keegan Murray, Davion Mitchell, Trey Lyles, Malik Monk, and then Matthew Del Vadova is out. It's a lot of guys out. Harrison Barnes not on that list. Who is the point guard? I guess Keon Ellis can run some point. Maybe some P.J. Dozier. The reality is the Kings are taking on a Warriors team. They may see in the first round. I'm curious how much you think this has to do with, hey, we don't want players to be to get injured versus, you know what? We don't want to show the Warriors anything if we're seeing them in the first round. The first thing. That's it, what I think, too. There's yeah. just enough tape out there. They don't, they don't care. You guys, yeah, it's not about having – uh, it, the experiencing what the Sacramento Kings are about. You know what they're about. You know their identity, and their identity, obviously, on the offensive end is a big part of 
what everyone knows what they're about. And you don't need to practice against it one more time to be able to execute your game plan if you're the Warriors. The Warriors are going to execute their game plan in a postseason because they're experienced, good team. Now, for the Kings, it's the same thing. I kind of wanted it to be a test for them against the Warriors just to get one more run through them because they haven't experienced the postseason. And I like them just having that extra that extra little practice against them. But at the same time, I understand it. You don't want to take any risks. You got to sit your guys out the rest of the season. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to be back in 60 seconds on the radio side, plus what Kevin Herter had to say about the doubters. Do they get amped up with bulletin board material? Mm. Let you know what he had to say about next. Deuce and Moe, Sacktown Sports 1140. On your local sports leader, Sacktown Sports. Deuce Mason, Morgan Reagan. And final 45 minutes of this show on Sacktown Sports. Does that make you a little sad? It's bittersweet. Yeah. yeah I'm I, with I, you. I feel a sense of relief in a lot of ways because of the, some of the stuff we had mentioned just about uh, how mentally taxing all of this stuff we've been doing has been. Um, but, you know, you just. You like people you work with, too. And, and it, you like creating. It's just when you can't create the levels you want to with everything, got to be honest with yourself. It's a tough thing. It's really tough when you reach that point. Because there's so much that runs through your mind. Like, am I soft? Am I? What am I doing? Why can't I do this? I know. So. No, but it's, um, I'm, I'm with you. Bittersweet um, in a lot of ways, but obviously more on the sweeter end of things because of everything that's come out of this little bit of time, too. So. So Kings and Warriors tonight, we mentioned uh, players sitting out. Kevin Herter was on the morning show today, and he was asked about bulletin board material. You know, people taking shots, maybe other teams hunting that sixth spot so they can match up with them. Here's what Herter had to say. People have been saying this for all year. You're really going to the last year. I love all the videos that have come out on Twitter of everybody in SAC keeping receipts and pulling this video clip of this guy saying this or this podcast segment of this guy, like, everybody all year has continuously doubted us and we see continuously feel like we're surprising people and guys jumping on the bandwagon. And how many times have you heard people? Oh, well, the Kings might be for real. Hey, they would, they might be good this year. And I've heard that a hundred times this year and all we've done is keep winning. Um, so in our locker room, that hasn't changed. We're as confident as ever, uh, just ready, obviously to, to go in. And I think a lot of guys are ready for that first experience playing in the playoffs. Hey, it's the right mindset. It is. I like it. I mean, you know, he that's the thing about this team. You have a whole bunch of pros. You have a whole bunch of pros. And when they talk, whether they're short with the, what they say, whether you can tell that they're just being transparent and honest, it's just very professional. Yeah, and you just can't care about what others say about exactly. you and this point. And I don't think I think sir there's been so much made about hey Play, teams want to play the Kings. They want to be in that sixth spot. I think, one, it's if you're to choose, rank the, the rank the setup for your team. Would you rather be in the play-in, play the Suns, or play the Kings? The answer is play the Kings mm-hmm. because you want a series. You don't want to see KD and Booker and CP3 in the no. first round. You just don't want to see that. No. That's a tough first-round opponent. You don't want to be in the play-in because it's one game. So if you're choosing one, you go – I'll take the Kings. Uh, this is their first time here. That's and yes. 
who knows what it's going to look like. And that's exactly it, Deuce. It's like we talked about even with Frankie and Brendan. It's the unknown. If you're a team, you'd rather take on the unknown with the Kings, even though you know what they're about, but the unknown from experience in a postseason, where if you're taking on the Suns in a play-in game, you know that you only get one game, so you better win, but you also know what they're capable of, right? You're talking about... Well, not the Suns, yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Taking on... In the playing game. Thank you. you. Yeah, I was like, what are yeah, you Yeah, you know what I'm... Thank you. This is why we're quitting. Yeah. <laughs> because you, your brain's... It's fog. Yeah. It's fog. I'm like, what? I'm like, playing? No, 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 wait. That didn't work. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's You know Suns, what I mean, though, a, yeah. A playing is one game. Anything can happen in one thank game. You. Yes. Right? Like... Yes. You just don't know. Yeah. So, anyway, the unknown of what the Kings might be in the postseason, sure. If you're a team, you're going to want to take a chance on that, if you're asked the question, who do you want to play? Um, but at the same time, I I think some what I love is that some people in teams might overlook them and might overlook what they are actually capable of stepping up with Mike Brown, coaching them through what it's like being there. I know I asked some of the guys that were in here earlier, but I didn't get your answer. So if the Kings do sit out all those players we mentioned and go with a young group, the bench unit... Who do you think tonight's leading score is? Is it Terrence Davis? Is it PJ Dozier? Is it Alex Lensanity taking over? I think it's uh, TD. 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 I mean, we, that's something that we were talking about with him having the green light. And it's like, well, he always has the green light. And um, I hope he plays controlled or under controlled uh, disciplined basketball because when he does, with that energy, it just creates something so special out there on the floor that uh, deflates teams. And that's what you're going to need to do against the Golden State Warriors, just possession after possession, um, try and break them down and stay physical, right? Like showcase your talent if you're one of the other guys that are most likely going to be out there. Show Showcase your talent on, on, on an NBA broadcast like why you are in this position in the first place. I mean, that's what you want to see from a lot of these teams that are sitting out there, guys. We talked about earlier, Bruce Brown dropping 30 um, on the Suns last night. The big stage, looking good, looking like, oh, he is. Oh, man, the Suns hype, I got to be honest, getting a little outrageous. Really? Well, there ain't no when Durant plays, right? Okay. I'm just like, can you just mention their schedule and some of the teams they play? They play Denver twice without their guys. Yeah. Like, in that mid, I think they also played. Um, they played Denver twice without their guys. They played the Spurs. There's Minnesota in the, like. There's some games. You're like, eh, it's not that impressive. Yeah. They played the Hornets with KD. I don't know. I think it was overblown a little bit. That's how I look at it. I still think they're going to be obviously a threat, but some people are making it like they're unbeatable. The other thing I was going to mention to you, we got an update about Zion yesterday. It's like ah, he's not any closer to returning. Well, Shams reported today that Zion will officially not be able to go in the play-in game if the Pelicans are in the play-in. So, dude, I mean, he's been out oh, since yeah. January. If you want to go his four years in the NBA, first year played 24 games. Uh-huh. The next year he played 61. Mm-hmm. The year after that, he did not play one game. And this year he played 29 games. There, it, I mean, it sucks for a lot of reasons. Obviously, if you love the NBA and you love basketball, you love seeing him out there because what a freak of nature. It is so fun. But what I will say for the Pelicans and their postseason hopes, how many times did we talk about the Kings possibly going up against the Pelicans in that sixth spot? And if Zion was back, well, Zion probably wouldn't even be back right away anyway. But my point is it really 
makes them an entirely different team when you ha- – I mean, state the obvious, but when you have Zion on the floor and just what he is as a force, as a big body out there, even if he hasn't played in a long time, he's still such a threat. You're paying so much attention to him, what? right? I just don't know, like, long term. What – I know that all these injuries are related. Yeah. They're all different types of injuries, but, dude, four years in – he has not played many games, just over 100 games. Well, how many games? When Anthony Davis was there, what was his? What, uh, was nothing, he, like a, okay. nothing like okay. Zion. Okay. Zion's missed pretty much three seasons. I mean, to well, play in the last four years. I just was thinking more about the Pelicans fan base. Yeah, well, that, I mean, it definitely hurts. That sucks. For sure. I just, when he plays, Zion is such a force, but you just wonder, okay, can he ever stay healthy? Yeah. I mean, I, the game, I was watching that game against the Sixers where he got hurt, and it looked like he was starting to dominate that game, and then he limped off. And you're like, oh, man. All right, a little hamstring thing. We'll see him in a month or so. Yeah. It's been out since early January. No, it's, I mean, it's scary. It's bad, especially when you look at a big body in this league and just the injury history, the track record of bigs and their ability to come back and play at the highest level again is one thing, but two, it's like you're also putting a lot of money banking on this guy being your future still. I mean, because he is, like I already mentioned, a freak of nature and what he's capable of doing on the basketball floor is almost like something we haven't seen before. And so I understand why you want to bank in on that. But at the same time, we've also seen him slow down when he's not in shape. And so what type of shape is he even going to be in when he gets back? And that's the thing with something like that injury where he's tried to come back and it like he's played and re-aggravated it, right? Yeah. He's done some light three-on-three against coaches and is still not ready. Maybe the Pelicans are being overly cautious with it too. I mean, you have to imagine he wants to go out there and play. You have to imagine, yeah. You have to. I mean, God, that's that's the worst. That's the weirdest thing that I feel like sometimes most people aren't transparent about. And I get it because you never want to throw anyone under the bus. Like, who's is someone being softer about it? Is a player being softer about it or is a medical staff being softer about it? People are still getting paid. Are these people real competitors? I think it just really depends on who it is. I don't. As I question it, I don't think you should ever question the player. But at the same time, like, it's just you see this happen a lot in this day and age of NBA basketball. And it goes through your mind. All right. Coming up next, the final story time with Chris Verlade on this show. I challenge the other shows to do story time with Chris Verlade. I hope they they can handle the darkness. I don't know if it would fit with another show. Well, you could make people like, like really uncomfortable. I think that'd be funny. Well, I think it would be funny. I think it would be great. <laughs> you just whoever is like guest hosting while yes. after we leave before they put a permanent show in, you should just be like, yeah. So we do this thing called Story Time with Chris for a lot. It's kind of my segment, so you guys kind of just react. Yes. Oh yeah. Be strong. We have the image. We have we have to use the imaging. For yeah. It, so, all right, we have Story Time with Chris for a lot coming up next. Juice and Mo on Sackdown Sports. In Mo on Sacktown Sports. I'm telling you, it's so much better. So much, so much better. Like, the other one makes me want to throw up. It is very, like, 
early 2000s, late <laughs> 90s radio. Like, it's a sports radio always just for some reason had, like, rock, yeah. rock and sports radio for some reason so hand in hand. It was la- really weird. Last night I was right. watching for the first time uh, AEW All Access, which is their new show. Yeah, that's like a behind-the-scenes thing, right? It's so awful. It, and awful? What? Really? I would not have guessed that it was awful, seriously. It's because it's it, it's all access, but it's it's a lot yeah, of bad stage acting. Stage and, and some right. of the music that they use in transitions, I'm like, oh, who's yeah. producing this? Yeah, who's? Wh- it's like yeah. every other reality show ever. N- no, it's not. As someone who consumes reality show, it's like a a bootleg version of reality. Mm. I could produce a better show. Oh, the idea is there, though, right? I mean, like, yeah. I really like the idea. Is WWE doing a similar thing? I don't know if I'm. I feel well, they like, had total divas. Oh, okay. That was not. That was, that was like look. an actual reality show, right? Like a yeah, more staged, stage like, too. yeah, well, that's what I mean by an actual reality show. Yeah, it was, Um, let's just say. It was a re- little more. Reality, a good reality show, like it, there is organic drama and yeah. producers can um, enhance it. Yeah. You can tell when a show is just like, hey, can you talk yeah. about this? Yeah. Can you exactly. put this in your interview? And it's like. We need drama. Yeah. Well, let's talk about story time. The final one with Christopher Lund, baby! We interrupt this program for an important announcement. It's that time of the day where Christopher Lund gives you the stories that you need to hear. Or maybe not. Story time. See, Chris, this works because it doesn't even have a show attached to it. Any show you work on, you say, this is part of me working on it. your show. I yeah. have a segment. You, okay. you get to pick the segment where it goes, but this is the segment. I love it. I have mild power, and I can I can kind of make this happen. Make it happen. <laughs> Story time with Chris Merlot, baby. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. This is actually a listener-submitted story time. Ooh. I was sent this story by a listener. Do you know okay. who? Yeah. Okay. You, you don't want to say it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, just I, know I just know him as an online person. Okay. Online person? Okay. Yeah. Love it. Okay, so this comes from Shadizra, India. Okay. Courtesy of Vice. On April 3rd, Hermendra Merwawi was opening his wedding gifts with his brother. He received a music system as a gift from his wife's ex-boyfriend, Sarju Markham. So, I mean, that's cool. Like, that's yeah, nice. yeah, good relationships. Cool. Merwawi and his brother decided to set it up. They plugged it in, switched it on, and it immediately exploded. The police said that he used ammonium nitrate, petrol, and gunpowder from firecrackers <laughs> to, to construct the makeshift bomb. Probably should have seen that. I, you one know, coming. I'm sorry. Like, if you knew it was coming from the X, unless you yeah. have a legit relationship, the first thing I'm going is, you see the gift that they got? Yeah. I just imagine this guy, oh, I got me gift. He just plugs it right in. It's like, let's go. Is the guy alive or no? We'll get there. Oh, jeez. Oh, oh, <laughs> Unfortunately, the bomb killed oh. Mendra and his brother. No. And four other people were injured. Are you serious? Police said that Markham confessed to making the explosive. He said that he was upset that his ex-girlfriend was getting married. The two broke up after she found out that he was already married with two sons and refused to marry him. I hate him. Markham is being charged under India's Explosive Substances Act, which carries a maximum sentence of life imprisonment. Good. What a I this story honestly makes me so uncomfortable and sad, but like it just again, people are terrible. Terrible out there. 
Oh my! I, oh. Why is Chris kind of smirking? When he's it's, it's like that's probably the worst one I've ever that, done. That was like, honestly, oh, Chris. No, but this oh, Chris Watkins had this like smirk. Like he's I, uncomfortable. I would do it, kind of thing. Uh, no, no, oh, God, no, no. Absolutely Are you not. kidding me? Bro, that's you, crazy. He does not. Have, why are you staring at us like we have that that's in us? I just have so many. So he just plugged it in, and did he hit like play or like it just, just turn the power on? I would have had oh natural suspicion. Yeah. I for sure would have been like, this is not like too big. My of a guy's gift. not just gonna drop yeah. us. Like why? Just natural distrust. I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna I've, trust. I've had people give me food and I don't eat it for sure. And I just again, it's not. It's it's just it's too it's too in this world in this climate it's too risky. You never know. Yeah, you never know. How about we go to Boston? Okay, this is courtesy of WBZ TV, and let's file this one under oopsie. Oh God! The FBI was conducting a mock investigation at a Boston hotel late Tuesday night. A Delta Airlines pilot was asleep in his room when agents barged in handcuffed him, interrogated him, this is how it's written in the story, and put him in the shower. I don't know what they were doing putting him in the shower. Hopefully. Not using tactics. So it wasn't until almost an hour later that the agents realized that they were in the wrong room. Vic Hartman, a former FBI agent, said that the training exercise in public doesn't really make sense to him. He's involved with the with he's not involved with this case, but has done training arrests and oversaw exercises. And, and he said, "quote On the face of it, it doesn't seem within protocol of most trainings." Steve Riddle, who was also staying at the hotel, he was two floors up from what happened. I think he has the best opinion out of everybody in this story. He said, "Somebody could have gotten shot and killed. It just makes you kind of wonder a little bit about the FBI and their outreach and what they can do to folks, and you have no control over it." kind of creepy yeah that person's yeah. like ah. mentally scarred for life traumatized and like also i am suing for everything everything, everything. oh i have to stay in a hotel tomorrow and i'm like i always i bring like a, a door jammer thing that has an alarm on it i bring oh. pepper spray oh yeah no being Lock a woman in, in a hotel she's worried about the fbi coming out and now, right. and honestly. now honestly i gotta find something more powerful for <laughs> yeah. fbi that's insane. All right. And they, so, wait, they tried to pass it off. Like, like after it happened, they were just like, oh, sorry, that was a training exercise. Look, it yeah. happens. It happens. Like, Oops. <laughs> Sue. Wow. Next story. All right. This is the final story. Oh. Story time. Let's go to Johannesburg, South Africa. This is courtesy of the NPR. What is the worst thing you could think of happening when you're a pilot on a plane? Crashing. Yeah. Like, some, well, like what? Like I mean, I plane. guess, I yeah, I guess like when you, someone hijacking the plane. What's when that one movie plane. called? No, I was thinking the the the, the steering just got locked jammed, up, you, yeah. locked up. You can't figure it out. Okay, so pilot Rudolf Ersimus, I think that's his name, Ersimus. I think he might have you beat. He said during the flight he felt a cold sensation underneath his shirt, and he said right around the love handles. He looked down and what did he see? If this is a snake, snake, if this is a snake on a plane, a highly venomous Cape Cobra under his seat. Nope. How? Why? Where was Samuel L. Jackson? I have so <laughs> many questions. While Erasmus was piloting a private plane, he saw the snake's head recede underneath the seat. And just to let you know, a Cape Cobra's bite can kill someone in as little as an hour. Oh. My God. So at this point, he's like, okay, best thing to do is he decided to make an emergency landing at the closest airport. 
He told his passengers what was happening, and he said everybody remained calm. <laughs> Luckily, the snake did not strike anybody, and was able to, and they were able to get everyone to the ground safely. South African civil aviation and commissioner, and quite possibly the greatest name ever, Poppy Koza, called <laughs> Erasmus a hero for saving everyone on his flight. So, story has a happy ending, right? Well, I don't like this. Where are you no going? There's no rich people that died. So. Sort of. So, <laughs> since the landing, the snake has not been found. Okay. And they said that they believe that the snake left the plane on its own. So, And where did it land? This is in South Africa. It landed in South Africa? Yeah. Okay, so, so like... It's not around here. Okay. So, so they landed and like looking for the snake... Do you go back on that plane? Absolutely not. No, I'm burning the A couple plane. of things. So he landed, like he saw the snake and went, okay, let me just calmly yeah, land. Calm. Yeah. <clears throat> just so everyone, if you're going to be that calm, you know what I'm calmly doing? Grabbing that snake. You know, no. And then your bit. Have you ever yeah. had that's like this? That's the best thing to do with a snake is to grab it yes. violently. Yeah. Aggressively. It's, you're not you're grabbing it. You are not How grabbing big is it. it. How big is it? How big is a snake? It's it's a snake. Like it's, it's, it's that It's that. It's longer than that. It's not that girthy. That's a, that's Can we stop at that word? <laughs> it's not. Either way, that snake I, is not that. Girthy. I've been in a car before where there was like a hoppy spider, and it was like on the window, and I wanted to freak out, and instead I somehow stayed calm, slowly pulled over, parked on the side of the road, and then sprinted out. Of I the car. sprinted out the other door, and it was just like, oh, dude, like, you, those hoppy spiders. Hoppy, you spiders. know what I'm saying? Hoppy spiders. You do not. You fit, those get in your car. It's yeah. over. Do you know what I'm saying? I do know yeah. what you're saying. I've never, I've never heard of a spider. A spider. A, spider. a hoppy spider. No, the ones that not the ones that go. Dun, 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 dun. It's like dink, 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 dink. Like they just jump all over. So it was like I'm, I'm gonna die. Spider Man was in your car. <laughs> Correct. That's what it sounds like. That would have been cooler. Yeah, I'm gra- I- I'm grabbing that. No, you're, you're the not. guy that's afraid of every Thank single you. animal on earth. Okay, here are the options. Option one, land the plane. It's now option a snake's one, plane. I get yeah. out in the plane. Someone's got an autopilot. I don't know what you're going to do because I'm not landing it. <laughs> or option two, you grab it and you, you you do something. We are we are not just going. Okay, let me calmly land it. You okay. feel a snake on your love handle <laughs> right now? If someone touched my love handles, they're so sensitive. I'm not. No, you're going to jump and die because the snake's going to bite you. If somebody, if a snake right now, just if you just felt it right on your love handle right now, you're just like we're calmly. I'm out. And, yeah, um, yeah, he's we're, running we're, out. Um, I'm running out. We're going to go to break out. right now. No, as, I'm out. Uh, this is Deuce and Mo. No, nope. no, nope. nope. uh, the show's over. <laughs> yeah, we didn't get to our final segment of the show. Snake touched me. I'm out. Yeah, if a snake was in here, I would run out. The final segment would not happen. And it's a snake but, show. but here's the thing. So why would you grab it on the plane? But then like you're in a closed, confined area. You have to do something quick. Oh, so it's fight or flight. Can you like it's autopilot actually- it for a second? And then and then tell everyone like, is this someone's snake? Do you know how to handle <laughs> yes. it? Someone's snake. It's a fair question. Like, snakes don't just end up on planes. Thank you. They uh, don't. Did anyone uh, lose a cobra? Uh, if you can get to the main cabin and come get it, like as what? soon as possible. So like, because how did he even get out of there? Even w- when he landed, well, like it? as it went away, so like they didn't see where it went, and so like they all got out of the plane, went to go look for the snake. Couldn't find the snake, so um, yeah, it obviously left. You said it was a private jet. Yeah. Maybe it was the snake. Snake paid for it. Snake Nobody paid thought for about it. that. Yeah, he just he, he paid for the flight. He landed. He's smoking and he a little cigarette. Got off. <laughs> Thank you. He's closed to me. I don't see what the controversy is. <sighs> that was a good story time with Chris. Good job, Rilla. Chris. Well, coming up next, uh, Chris put something together for us in our final show here on Sacktown Sports 1140. It's Juice and Mo. We got more coming up.
Deuce and Mo. On Sattown Sports. Final show, Deuce and Mo on Sacktown Sports, 1140. If you missed it, yeah, we're leaving. You it's can as listen back. That. Yeah. We, can, we can explain it again later or something. I don't know. It's at the beginning of this. Everything's good, though. Everything's great. Everything's great. Uh, Christopher Laud actually put something together with us leaving. And just to be clear, we've been back two and a half months. <laughs> yep. So this has not been a it's reflective. I've long really got thing. the best. I wanted to it's get the like best. the best part of the show, like some of the inside stuff, some of the some of the stuff that we still talk about to this day. I just want to get like a piece of all of that together. Okay. okay. All right. Let's hear yeah. it. Take it away. <laughs> it's been a long day without you, my friend. And I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. <laughs> We've come a long way from where we began. <laughs> oh, I'll tell you all about it when I see you again. When I see you again. We are live! What a moment! For the first time in nearly seven years, Deuce and Mo are back together with our guy Chris Burlock in Sacktown Sports Ventures in new territory. Frankie Casparelli. We love you guys, but we got to go. See ya! There you go! What a moment! That sums up. Yeah. It's been a ride. What a journey it was. Uh The beginning, the Frankie Cascarelli, and we love you. We got to go to. That's about it. Chris, wow. You really summarized that in such a beautiful, heartwarming piece. Um, Thank you for that. Like, as soon as I found out, I just Mm -hmm. went hours, hours. You had to pour over that for a long, (laughs) long time. Man. Good bit. Great bit. Great bit. You can always depend on him to do something so great. Yeah. Um, and I let people in the show. Are you guys gonna cry? I was like, there's no, no tears. There's nobody who's gonna cry. I mean, yeah, you don't. You don't. Maybe you don't Frankie. cry after you date someone for two months, right? Yeah. I mean, well, well, it, or or you date an ex, an ex again for two months, and you go, oh, oh yeah, like, hey, this it's actually isn't just gonna work, and we're both better people, and this is all great, and now we can mm-hmm. have a great relationship. Like that's what it is. I'm real. It's. This is the cool. This industry does not allow you to do things like this. Mm-hmm. It's always so cutthroat. And like you gotta hate one another. You gotta do this. No, you can end relationships well. You just be good people, work hard, and make sure that you're just doing the right thing. And I'm just so thankful. I'm just gonna push back on this whole relationship example because yeah. it's not good. But uh, no, we didn't have a relationship with this place. After April first, twenty sixteen. Yeah. Okay? No, you're right. And for us to rebuild a relationship and then do a show here, it became pretty simple. And I'll just repeat it again. We, you don't know your limits sometimes until you reach it. And we've been doing so much stuff, which has been awesome, and we're not complaining. But it got to a point where we committed to doing too many things, and it wasn't healthy mentally, physically. I haven't worked out in two months. My brain feels like there are moments it's just not much. firing. And I was just saying this during the break to Chris. I play with pace. I like to have energy. I like to, (laughs) when I do a show, I'm all in on it. And I put everything into it. And when you feel like you're starting not to be able to reach those levels and you go, oh, I know why. Because I worked 16 hours today and 17 the next day. And this, you just realize you're hurting 
yourself and you're not being fair to anybody nope. from the audience to right. teammates here teammates whatever yep. and so it was a tough decision but the best part about this is it it's everyone's been so supportive like no oh, joke yeah. you know sometimes you just people get mad you yeah. burn a, there's been no bur- bridges burned we're going to be back on the station making appearances from every time every once in a while when our schedule allows it uh, we're cool with everyone from upper management, yeah. super supportive upper management to Brian, who's been super supportive, all you guys. Um, so it's, yeah, it, it's it's meant a lot that it's been able to be this smooth. Super special, like you said, because of how everything went down. But it's like also to you guys, you can find us anywhere. It doesn't matter if it's NBC Sports California, the Do Some O podcast, G League Basketball. And like we already said, we're still going to be collaborating with people here um, in Sacktown Sports. So it's we're here. I'm expecting big things from the Do Some O podcast now that you guys have all this free time. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> now, that are you you? Are, now that you guys are completely free. The I'm pressure is on. I'm expecting this completely Do Some O podcast free. thing to really take <laughs> off for you. So good luck on that. Hey, thanks. Uh, Podcasting the future. Don't you know radio? Come on, guys. What are you guys doing? Hey, you know what? And I know you're joking, but seriously, I am happy to see that yeah. at this moment in such a weird time for media. We said this at the beginning. And we'll say it at the end. The company Bonneville had, wants to invest in sports, and they are making a push to do more live and local content. Mm-hmm. And that's not going to change even after we leave. Like it's still yeah. going to be live and local, six A to six P. The postseason coverage is going to expand for yep. the Kings uh, during this postseason run. So, but the enjoy. digital side of things digital too. too, yeah. And you've got young people like Chris and yep. Frankie Simone. People really trying to put their work in to bring this place to the next level and into the future. Of where this business is headed. And yeah, we're not going it. We're still staying in Sacramento. The podcast lives on. We're going to keep doing that. Um, we just had to make a tough decision. Yeah. So. And it was tough. And thank you guys for being along for the ride and the journey. And not only this two and a half month journey, but right. all the journeys that, you know, that we keep taking on. So thank you, the people. And shout out to Chris Verlod, who I know is so excited oh. to have us back. And then we just throw him to the curb. Yeah, yeah, we just ripped his heart out. Yeah. And when Chris said earlier uh, that he found out right before his show, he is not kidding. I th- There was an email that was going to go out about, hey, we got to tell people that you guys are actually going to be leaving. And I was like, oh, well, the show's starting in like two minutes. Yeah. Hey, Chris, I need to tell you something real fast. Our last show is going to be in two weeks, blah, blah, blah. And Chris is just like, oh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> this is Chris Verlade with your sports headlines. Yeah, yeah, literally. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> it was literally, it was the oh. day that uh, I filled in for you the yeah. first time. Yeah. I was yeah. interviewing Lindsay, and yeah. yeah, no, that was, I. and thank you for being able to roll with all the punches so quick, and I mean, from us coming here to us leaving. So you've been, you've always been nothing but amazing to us. You've always been a friend, and we're just so glad that we got to experience this with you again. And then maybe next year. We'll yeah, 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 we'll just do it again. Yeah, yeah. How about we'll come. we come back every year from January to April? Love it. That sounds great. Playoff no, push. No, yeah. How about this post All Star break to April and then we leave? Amazing. Every cool. year. Cool. We'll cool. see you guys then. Uh, seriously, thanks so much. Appreciate everyone's support. Everyone here, all the fans. You guys are the best. Kettles and Rami coming up next. We love you guys, but we got to go. Thanks, everybody. See ya.